Laura Trump did an interview with Donald Trump. Facebook and Instagram deleted that interview quite literally because it included the voice of Donald Trump. This is one of the most egregious moves in censorship we have seen yet. I'm sorry, man. It makes me pessimistic to see this stuff every single day. It just seems to be getting worse. Facebook, I get they, they're like, oh, we're going to ban Trump's account and we all roll our eyes. They do it one step at a time. Going so far now as to say you can't even interview the man. Trump was literally the president of the United States. You can't even interview him. To me, this is insane. And I got to admit, it's demoralizing. But you know what? These things make me angry. And the angrier I get, the more I'm resolved to keep doing these things and, well, kind of give a big middle finger to the establishment that wants to censor. They're doing the same. They're, they're doing similar things to Crowder. They're, they're upping the ante, trying to ban Steven Crowder, taking down his videos for arbitrary, inane reasons, claiming he violated rules he did not violate. And I can attest to that because I've spoken to Google and I know they're lying about what's going on. But here it comes. It's getting worse. We got a bunch of other stories, too. The Chauvin trial is, is kicking up. And this woman was caught by the judge trying to take, uh, taking, literally taking photographs. And he said, you got to delete these. And there are fears this woman, as a leftist, could expose the jurors who have already expressed their fear about what would happen if people find out who they are. It just seems to be getting worse every day, my friends, which means we need to be vigilant. We need to keep talking about these things, keep pushing back. And, you know... Some people have been very pessimistic. I know that James Lindsay said maybe it's too late. Some have said the night is always darkest before the dawn. So we'll see how things play out. We're going to talk about all these stories. Joining us today is Jack Murphy. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Appreciate it. Hey, give me a follow, a subscription on YouTube, Jack Murphy Live. I'd appreciate it. New videos every day. I got Curtis Yarvin and Michael Anton coming on a Friday. That is going to be spicy. Spicy. Hot. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland over here. And regarding the anger talk, I like your metaphor. I think anger is like a fire. And when it's out of control, it's very dangerous. But when it's controlled, it can cause massive motivation. So as we get angry, let's keep under control. Good idea. I like yeah. Ian's philosophy this year. Out of control, better yeah, for the yeah. show. Let's go. True, yeah. <laughs> That's wildfire. <laughs> I did say hi. You yeah. did? Yeah. Hi, Lydia. Lydia's I'm pushing buttons. Yeah, just this commenting on uh, Ian's wisdom. I like that. My friends, if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We are so close to breaking 1 million subscribers, Please. and I hope to do it before we get banned, because maybe we will. <laughs> Again, I know a lot of people are like, Tim will never get banned. Dude, don't say never, because we've already gotten a warning on this channel. One more infraction, which we, we, we won't even understand what is an infraction, because it's just the rule system is ridiculous on YouTube. Okay, They're like, you can't do this thing. And you're like, okay, I won't. And they give you one warning, and you're like, I didn't realize that was the thing you were talking about. Because it's it's vague, and they just, there's, there's no panel, there's no judge, there's no jury, there's no conversation. So anyway, it's possible. But uh, that's why it's important to subscribe, like, notification bell. And if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review. Give us five stars. Leave a comment, because seriously, that stuff really, really helps. Share the show with your friends if you really like it, because that's probably the biggest thing you can do. And don't forget, go to TimCast.com. Become a member to get access to exclusive members-only segments, and there is a lot on the way. You know, I think we're heading towards becoming a big billion dollar media company. Maybe it's a little arrogant to say so, but I think we can pull it off. So I'm planning. We got a new website probably launching this week. I know I said that last week. We'll see. But I've seen it. It's actually being built. It's amazing. <laughs> it's going to happen. And we're going to add articles. We're going to have new shows. We're going to start a vlog. We're going to start the vlog, I think, by doing like a cribs kind of thing where you like show you the house and all that stuff. Check this out. 
Go to TimCast.com and you will see our last special segment from last night, the, the previous one. I am holding a flintlock pistol. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know about what that flintlock Ooh. pistol is and why am I holding it? Well, you're going to have to be a member. So go to TimCast.com, sign up, and let's jump into the first major story. This stuff freaks me out. Facebook and Instagram non-person Trump reports the Daily Mail. Platforms ban ex-president's interview with daughter-in-law Laura, where she signals he will run for president in 2024. Facebook and Instagram pulled the clip because it featured Trump speaking. That's it. So what, what does that mean? If I if I pull up an old video of The Apprentice, are they, are they going to pull it down now? You can't. You, no, no more apprentice. My guys. guess is no, because it's so haphazard and irrelevant of why they're just we it's try? A poli- because it's politically motivated. Should, um, we, should, we, should we try? I don't re- usually poke the beast unless I need to poke the beast. <laughs> why, why don't you get to that billion dollar media company yeah, and then, first? And then we'll try. And then, and then yeah. just like create the Donald Trump archive. Yes. Where we just like. I mean, what happens idea. if 60 Minutes decided to interview the former president, the 45th president of the United States, and then they put up clips on YouTube or Tucker Carlson or whomever else, standard mega media. They interview the ex-president talking about benign policy issues, whatever. They put it up on YouTube going to be deleted that's it the president can never no 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 facebook. i'm sorry I'm facebook. facebook sorry let's let's get that i got a clear because facebook said they didn't want to do political ads anymore maybe they thought it was a political ad. no 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 they said it was because it was it, they literally said look the voice of donald trump what if i what if we do you know you know what are those things they do where they deep fake a voice what's that called <laughs> yeah. the deep faking probably yeah. you know they, they did that thing with joe rogan where it was called like notjoerogan.com or something, and they would type things in, and it sounded like Joe Rogan was saying wow. them. What if we just do that? What if we get a Donald Trump voice changer? And so we do this show with a mod on, so <laughs> all of our voices are Donald Trump, all talking and arguing I'm with each other. Adam into. I love it. Poke the beast. Yes. Poke the beast. <laughs> Test what the algorithm. You, we persuaded you very easily. Yeah, just well, I like the fake like, voices. Like That's fun. <laughs> no, but this is this is this wait. Is, can we not do mannerisms? Can we not do slogans? Can we not do, even do imitations now? China. <laughs> oh. That's it. We're nukes. We're banned. No so, more Facebook. This, Peace out, everybody. It was, it was Trump's son's wife was on Facebook talking on video, talking, saying that Donald Trump was going to run. And there was a clip of his they voice. Didn't, they didn't say he was going to run. I guess Trump said people who want him to run should have hope. And that's always because there's a bunch of laws that don't come into play as soon as you say you're running for president. Oh. So that's why they always wait till the last minute. Mm. Like we know they're going to run. I think this is a really strong indication Trump will end up running. He's yeah. going to be 78 years old. He's going to run for president. And they're going to ban him. Twitter was like, we're not letting him back on even if he he does run for president. Dude, I look at the stuff that's going on today. You know, all of this stuff all over the world, the stuff that's happening in media, and it's just been blatant over and over again. Like that video, The Verge published this video of a Google meeting when Trump won the election, and there's people crying. Right. And it's like the CEO, and he's like, we know how everyone's upset about this. It's like... We're never going to let that happen again. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we see it happening right in front of us, and then you know nothing happens. You know, you know, you know, you know. Well, you know why nothing happens? The people that run Facebook and these other companies are now in charge of uh, antitrust division at the Department of Justice. Wait, are they really? And vice versa. Yeah, there's just like a steady flow back and forth. Matt Stoller's really been on top of this about who, which the personnel from which company is now at DOJ. No one is there to prosecute it. Why? Because we're living in a techno-corporate fascist state where the democratic progressive left and the corporations have fused in all of their intentions and they're acting in concert and they will never check each other because all they want to do is check us. Well, here's, here's the problem with the, with the democratic progressive left. 
that the anti-establishment left sides with them more often than not because they're given candy. You know, so the Democrats are like, here's AOC to say another thing is racist. And these these far leftists, insurgent types, revolutionary types, Antifa types who should oppose Joe Biden, and everything he stands for, support him. They come out and they're like, well, we don't like Joe Biden. We just voted for him because Trump is bad. It's like, so you think the establishment should regain control of, of the White House and do all that stuff? Sure, I guess. But more often than not, they dangle red meat from people like AOC and Bernie Sanders in front of the far the, the far left and the, and the and the socialists, and they just take it. They take it. So there are a lot of anti-woke leftists who want a workers' revolution and all that stuff. Okay, stop siding with the establishment. Donald Trump was not the base of power in this country, even as president, which was hilarious. He got some things done. He had power as president, but the entire machine was against him. For two years, the Republican Party was against him. It's like, who was it? Trey Gowdy. When the Russia thing comes up, they're like, well, we better look into this stuff because we want to make sure we're being thorough. It's like the guy's the, the, the effectively the leader of your party, but they hated him. They wanted all of that stuff to happen to, to, to you know, slow him up. You got to judge people by their actions, not by their words, right? So if these people on the far left are voting for the establishment, supporting the establishment, supporting the techno-corporate fascist tyranny that we live under now, they clearly aren't really interested in a workers' revolution. It's sad and funny watching them get banned. You know, like like when when they come after Crowder and they've been coming after Crowder, I think they they just took down another one of his videos wow. like in the past couple of hours. Whoa. So I, I want to be careful, too, because like, obviously, I know I know Crowder. And uh, so, you know, every, every time something like this happens, I'll be like, yo, can, can you confirm what's going on? So I don't know if he's mentioned it yet, but, you know, I've been talking to him. They're taking down more of his more of his videos and they're doing it in creepy ways like, OK, this one's not a strike, but we're giving you a warning here. The reason this is is just outright awful, infuriating, because he didn't break any rules. They're lying. They're taking down videos where he literally cites the CDC, which is what he's supposed to do. And he is one of the staunchest, like most ardent and high profile advocates defending free speech for literally everyone, including these leftists who complain all the time. Yeah, so he, when they go after him, it's like he would go to like events where people were protesting and sit down and be like, Debate me. Have a conversation. Change my mind. Yeah. Instead of and fighting, let's have a real. And they're great. They're great. They're amazing. That's what kind of made him super famous. Was was that stuff? I mean, he's he's, he's had a lot of you know thing, uh, a, a lot of uh, shows. He's hit out of the park. But but here's what, here's what I'm trying to say. When I see these progressives get nuked, I go, don't ban them, please. These people have a right to be on the platform. They have a right to their channels. There was one person who got banned from YouTube. And I follow this stuff. I, I follow the censorship. I see the progressives saying these progressives just got banned. Where's the free speech, you know, freeze peach people. And I'm like, I'm right here, yo. Give them their channels back. Who do I got to email? One of them was just like ragging on me nonstop. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I want them to rag on me and say all the mean things about me. That's their right to do so. Good. We don't want a monoculture where only, you know, the Oracle can speak down from the high heavens. But you know what the problem is? I say it's sad because I don't want it to happen. But it's kind of funny, admittedly. It's funny, I'm, I'm, like I'm watching someone melt, like it's horrifying. But it's like, ha, 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 or watching someone fall no, down and no, get hurt, no, like people laugh. But no, it's, it's not. It's it's funny. The, it's, it's like the, it's the guy who is smacking Weird. you in the face over and over again, then getting smacked in the face. And you want to be like, and you want to be like, dude, we don't want the violence. I get they were hitting me. Don't hit them. Let's stop everything. But we want to laugh about it. It's like if I'm against violence. I don't want them to befall violence. If I support free speech and these people are advocating for my destruction, it's really annoying that when they get censored, of course, I'm going to defend them. What's frustrating about it is 
Look, the people who believe in individual liberties and, and, and free speech, we're the good guys. We're, we are the good guys because we stand up even for our enemies. It's like I grew up watching Batman and you know, what Batman would do the Joker falls off a building and Batman grabs his hand and doesn't let him fall. Sherlock Holmes, the, the, the bad guy, Lord, uh, what's his name? Blackwood or whatever falls. And then Sherlock is like, all right. And he pulls him back up. The good guy saves the, the bad problem guy. is if you watch GI Joe and Cobra commander would fall, Duke would grab him and he'd be like, help me, Duke. And Duke would be, pull him up and then Cobra commander would be, thanks. And he'd push him off the ledge. Exactly. So that like, works. at what point do you stop helping your enemies? I don't no. know. That's the thing people are going through right now. That's exactly it. Don't these, lose your moral these, compass. These people are, are going, ha ha ha. You're getting censored. You stupid bigot. And then when the ground falls out, falls out from under them, we reach down, grab them and say, hold my hand, brother. And we pull them up. And then as soon as we do, they push us off the edge and say, ban them now. That's the problem. That's the worst. <clears throat> this reminds me of this whole thing going on right now with James Lindsay and his sort of style on Twitter. Right. It's like it's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I totally get it. Politeness has gotten us nowhere. Right. And that's his approach. Right. He's like, look, politeness isn't going to get us anywhere. We need to start being aggressive and crude and throw manners out the window because manners are political correctness, which is, you know, tyranny, which is mind control, etc. And it's a tough spot to be in holding your moral compass true, staying true to your values when doing that is like paving the road to your own demise. It's true, man. But, you know, this. You, you, I thought about this. We we've, we've got. People who believe the ends justify the means. And so they think by being evil people who suppress people's rights, who take away their freedom of speech, that as soon as they take over, then everything can can be fine. But there's no end. You never meet the end. Once they have their glorious revolution, they must fight to protect it from those who would stage another glorious revolution. And the ones that they've inspired to be cruel and use evil are going to be the ones that are coming up to try and stop them. So... The, the means you use are the means that will be used against you. Exactly. And so that's why I just can never agree. But maybe it means we just sit back and watch the world burn. Because what I see happening now is these people who are authoritarian, they're despotic, they're liars, they're hypocrites. People like AOC, she screams Donald Trump is putting kids in concentration camps. Now that it's happening under Biden, what did she say today? There is no migrant crisis. So this is the other day. She said there is no migrant crisis. It's a crisis of imperialism. Lady, there's a migrant crisis. Even ABC's <laughs> pointing it out. They're hypocrites. So what's happening is I'm watching these people go town to town, literally burning these towns down. That literally happened last year. And we're told being calm, polite, rational, and staying true to our beliefs is the only way forward. But they're still burning the cities down, both figuratively and literally. So what do we do? Do we decide to burn things down back? No. Well, that's just going to make everything burn down faster. Right. And that's what they want. So I can only I can only hope that we have this little fortified space, whereas everything else burns down because weak, cowardly people give in and let them do it. We will have some some sanctuary. You really you know, you sound like right now you sound like John Galt. <laughs> That's the main character of Ayn Rand's Atlas. Shrug. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, OK, you guys are going to burn the world down. Well, guess what? I'm going to build my own world and you can't come. And that's a little bit about what we're doing in the liminal order. It's what you're trying to do. It's what you are doing. You want to build your own walled garden. With no masters, with no interference from the other institutions and the big tech companies and all that. Be left alone. Yeah. And liminal order is extremely successful. Like that mentality works. It really does work because people are feeling the same thing and they want a space that's protected from all of this madness <clears throat> and mayhem. Bro, you know what? You know what it is? Is There's very few people like us. True. Okay? The people who are watching this, you watch it for a reason. I imagine we're, we're all part of this ideology of some kind of classical liberalism. 
freedom. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of more authoritarian right individuals who watch for the sake of opposing the authoritarian left. But I think most people who watch, because we actually, we've had events, we've done polls, our, our libertarian left or libertarian right, mostly in moderate. There's just very few of us. People who are willing to stand up and defend the rights of the individual and freedom. And that we, we start seeing how this cult mentality seeps through everything. And it's because regular people don't care, don't want to be involved. They just want to sit down and be told what to think. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean to most people, but it really is the guy in the workplace who's like, I don't want to get into a fight with anybody. I don't talk about politics. So I'm just going to sit here to become a target. Being on video and speaking your mind like this is, is it, it is a freaky proposition and it puts you in a bit of a vulnerable state, but also it gives you immense power. Once you start to do it and realize, well, not that you're untouchable, but that you're stronger but than you realize. W- once you do become more or less untouchable, uh, it's it's a crazy, liberating feeling. It's empowering, and it's more fuel to actually continue speaking the truth. I I, I worry that if uh, you know, obviously we don't want to see Crowder get taken out, but if scary, if, if Crowder does get taken out, Tim, like you're you're like the lead dog then. Yep. I don't know about me. I don't think we're that big. Like Crowder's got five something million okay, subs. Who's between you and Crowder uh, in this same space? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's got way more subs. I mean, he's way bigger, way more influential. Just saying, man. If Crowder goes, but in terms of content, more production. attention will be the same yeah. team that's sweating Crowder's content. They'll be just like you and Steven are very different. Like he's a kind of comedian, comedian like offensive comedy comedian. I don't. He really rides the line. But I hate that idea. Offensive comedy. He does like comedy, edgy comedy. He's not like a gentle comic. He's like kind of hardcore. I've watched Crowder. I've watched Family Guy. Guess which one has more race based (laughs) and stereotype based (laughs) jokes? Not even surprised. Yeah, and that's 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 on TV every day, all day, every day, influencing kids and everybody. And and good, I think it's a funny show. Crowder is nowhere near. <laughs> I don't want them to ban South Park, but if you watch one episode of South Park, it's a thousand times worse than Dude, anything any of us are saying. I'm concerned with the terms of service of YouTube. When we were writing our terms of service at Minds, we were like, what if we just slide a little thing in there that says, and we remain, we retain the right to ban anyone at any time? They, no matter they all what. Say that. If, if that says that at YouTube, which it, it does. probably does, yes. no yeah. one's safe. For any right. reason, no, at none any of us time. are safe. No, period. None of us They'll are put safe that anymore. little, and all it is is one little sentence. Yep. After so like in this a, regard, I do not sound of, like John Galt. <laughs> I am not a fan of laissez-faire capitalism and big corporations that can do what they want on my private platform. I think, I think that we, have, you know, the people have to come together and have some kind of agreement about what we don't let people do with power. So on on right before I came up here, I tweeted out. I had the same thought libertarianism died with the birth of the internet, which isn't exactly right. But the gist is that the scale of the internet and the power that allows people and corporations to accrue is, is the just example prima facie evidence as why libertarianism is failed. Libertarian philosophy, right? Would just be like, let Amazon, you mean, you mean big L libertarianism. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not just leave me alone libertarianism, right. but like actual political philosophy of libertarianism. If you, that the theory would lead you to say, like, just let Amazon and Google do their thing. Just let Twitter and Facebook do their thing. They're a private company or they're, you know, they're, they're, they they're a corporation. The they can do whatever they want. Just let, hey, build your own, right? I, I it's had, clearly not happening. I'm sorry. What, there's clearly not happening because now also there's just the prospect of the AI, right? Just like the super dominant AI that's going to cast a long night over everybody. And so libertarianism is dead. You can't just let the corporations do whatever they want. Didn't you see Wall-E? I did. Don't you think it would be just so amazing 
to be able to just be morbidly obese with very weak skeletons floating around in hover chairs, drinking sodas, and just having everything done for you. What, what an existence. It's what plants, it's what plants need. Wrong, mo- <laughs> wrong movie, but you know it's what I'm talking what about. It's what plants do. Think about Wally. These <laughs> right. people might as well be a, a, a shrub in, a, in, a, in the corner like of the room. There's really yeah. very little difference between the Wally character and the guy in the pod in the Matrix, right? Very right. little, very little. Because you're just there to serve the system. And that's it. Man, yeah, I get I get pessimistic seeing this stuff. Like with the with the uh, the Chauvin trial stuff, it was really creepy to see this woman try taking photos in the court, and the judge just goes, "Well, just delete that photo for me." Okay, moving on. I'm like, bro, throw her out, bar her from the courtroom because deleting the photo doesn't delete the photo. Yeah, it might have automatically uploaded it to some server. Somewhere. Absolutely, it's already on yep. the iCloud, baby. And and <sighs> so who was she? Just watching the trial? She was a PR person. Apparently. Wow. Well, so th- th- there's a lot to talk about in terms of uh, uh, let- let's let's jump into stuff about the uh, the Chauvin trial specifically, oh, yeah. because this here, is the kind of stuff. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that freaks me out. The Nation dot com, one of the premier leftist publications. I mean, they've been around for a long time. They got an article that says the acquittal of Derek Chauvin has already begun. What? I agree. I think he will be acquitted. I don't know for sure. Don't take my word for it. If I had to put 10 bucks down, I'd say 10 bucks on acquittal. That's just me. I'm not saying I make a real bet. I wouldn't because I don't know. But the nation agrees. The left agrees. Many on the right think he's not going to be convicted. And they have this really, really great passage. Let me just read this uh, uh, paragraph for you. They say Chauvin's trial started this week. And soon, a jury comprised mainly of white people, of this we can be almost certain, will tell us whether they think killing a black man should be a crime. In a reasonable world, this trial would be perfunctory. Hell, in a reasonable world, there wouldn't even be a trial. Wow. Uh, I'm going to make a small wager that he had to look up or she had to look up what perfunctory meant. <laughs> <laughs> Just to double check. This is a good That's wager. very pompous. Yeah. Ooh, that spicy. That. <laughs> uh, however, there's more. Chauvin would have accepted some kind of plea deal. That's what most people do when they are caught on camera killing someone. So they're not saying outright ban trials. However... This sentiment is echoed by Chelsea Handler, who, in my opinion, probably read that article because Newsweek.com reports Chelsea Handler sparks backlash for suggesting trials be skipped when there's video evidence. Oh. To, 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 look, to an ignorant person, they're going to go, oh, there's literally video of it. What's the point of a trial if we all watched it happen? Well, to those people on the ignorant level, even if Chauvin's body killed the other guy's body, uh, what's his name? Floyd, George Floyd, 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 say his name. Their names don't even matter. If one body kills another, you still have to determine the intention. That's what the trial would be for. If anything, to figure out the intention of the the guy. But they're even trying to figure out the whole situation. They want to go deeper. They want to find out was Floyd on uh, on fentanyl and out of his mind and on his way. No, 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 no. No, that we know for sure. You're right. We know because the the tox report and things like that. The issue is breaking down all the facts, having a debate, an argument, a trial over what Chauvin did and whether or not it was reasonable, whether or not, as you mentioned, intent. So when you have these low information individuals, leftists who are like, there wouldn't even be a trial. It should take a plea. And then Chelsea Handler saying, we should skip the trial. We saw it on video. That's a scary reality, man. How many followers does Chelsea Handler have? Yeah, don't ever make those jokes on Twitter. She's influencing a lot of people. And this is where we're at right now. So when I see this stuff and I see a story that when you look at all the details from a rational point of view, The Minneapolis Police Department, and this is evidence put out by the defense, and there's a photo of this, trained the police to use the particular restraint that Chauvin did. Why? 
because if you put your knee on someone's back, you can cause a, a, a you can cause asphyxiation. So they move the knee to the neck so that their chest can still move up and down and they can still breathe. Apparently, that's why Chauvin did that. He was trained to do it. They also have all these witnesses who said they were yelling at him. You're going to kill him and these things. You think he could hear every single person screaming at him at the same time? He has no idea what's going on. Now, if you want to have a conversation about manslaughter, we've long suggested there's a real argument there. That's why a trial must be had to get to the bottom of this. You know, the craziest thing about all this is I'm almost swearing at these people. We put the Nazis on trial. We yeah, literally the, put Nazis on trial. The Nuremberg trials. Yes, we were yeah. like, we want them to stand trial. Why? Because even if you can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt and everyone's seen the evidence, you want to present it in a legal court so it can be in the record, legitimate, verbatim, legacy, history, boom, there's the records. It happened. Do you think Chelsea said that uh, when Trump got impeached, they should just skip the trial and throw him right out? <laughs> Probably not. Skip the trial. No trials. You know, this is just a continuation of the degradation of due process that we've seen across the country. Title IX regulations totally stripped men and people accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault of their due process. Donald Trump fixed it. Joe Biden is trying to turn it back. They don't want due process. They saw a video. A girl said it. Believe all women. If Kavanaugh had the same treatment that Chelsea Handler is suggesting... Kavanaugh would never be a Supreme Court justice because Heck, he'd be in jail because a woman said that he guys, you know, they, I, they, uh, you know, group raped him right. or whatever. Did and you did you see that New York Times article about Smith College where it was the black student who was in the closed dorm room? So so for those that don't know the story, there's a black student. She was in a dorm that was closed. A janitor was told, if you see anybody in the building, call campus security or police because there's not supposed to be anybody here. Apparently, she had an arrangement where she was allowed to be there, but the janitor didn't know. So he called and said, hey, there's somebody here. The cop came up, walked up to her and said, hey, how's it going? Uh, what, what, what's going on? Oh, you're cheating. Oh, OK. No problem. Sorry for bothering you. How's your day going? All right. Have a nice day. That was it. She then makes this video where she was like, someone called the cops on me for just eating and, you know, and, and being black. When in reality, it was that. Somebody was told to call the cops if that was the case. And an independent <laughs> review found there was nothing wrong. But well, hold on. This yeah. is the important point. Yeah. The New York Times wrote that her, what was it? What did they say? They said this student's personal, personal truth was at odds with the facts. They were like a shocking moment for, for a student whose personal truth was at odds with the facts. That's called being wrong. <laughs> but the way they're framing it now is that we all have our personal truth, our lived experience. Standpoint theory. You yeah. call uh, that perception. And everyone has a different this one. This sounds like the same thing that happened to AOC when she was not in the Capitol building, but a cop came in to be like, hey, <laughs> right, what are you doing? You got to get out of here. But like an hour before anyone went into the building anyway. <laughs> Amazing. It was that, was that was apparently because there was a, a bomb scare. And AOC makes this story. Man, it's so obvious she's lying to anybody who followed the news, but I see so many people who just don't know and they believe it. I was even talking to a Huffington Post journalist who was like, your timeline's wrong, AOC, blah, blah, blah. And so I started researching it and I'm like, yo, a full hour before anyone breached any part of this building, any part of it, and before they were even fighting with the cops, I think they had just started scuffling, the cop was clearing out a different building because of a potential bomb scare. And everybody went back. Because nobody ever went in those buildings. The story she told was very much as though she was in the Capitol and people were looking for her. She lied. She was like, I'm like, they got in. They're going to find me. And I thought I was going to die or whatever. It's like nobody got in any building. Why would you be thinking that before literally anyone, any of this happened? Because she's lying. Because their lived experience. I love this meme. It's, a, you know, the Winnie the Pooh meme where it's like Winnie the Pooh sitting down. Then he's got a monocle. Then he's wearing a full tux. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like getting fancier. It's like the first one says my opinion and it's regular Winnie the Pooh. The next one is he's got a monocle. It says anecdotal evidence. And then the tuxedo says my lived experience. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what it is. Smart. They it's want so- to. Lived experience in this notion is part of radical feminism, critical race theory. It's embedded in their entire philosophy, their philosophy of activism and change. And so if CRT continues its march through its institutions, if it continues its march through the legislative process, through its bureaucracies, due process is gone. Fact is gone. The only thing that will matter is people's personal truths if you're the right person. I don't think my personal truth is going to matter much. Well, we, you know, so uh, before we do this show, sometimes I'll either watch Star Trek The Next Generation if it's on. But today it was Sliders. You guys ever watch Sliders? I love Sliders? that show. Oh, my God, dude. From the 80s? At least no. no. Were they changed? Were they, like were the they late 90s? Whatever. Late 90s. I mean, <laughs> look, to me, it's all the Anything same. I watch late 90s shows. That's why I'm watching Outer Limits it's so, and mid-90s Star Trek. Well, Sliders, this is where they like the Jerry, time, time traveling. No, no, no. Right? Yeah, the actor Jerry something. Oh, dimensions. Dimensional, is dimensional travel. Mm. The episode today was they, they go to a <laughs> dimension. Listen. <laughs> they go to a dimension where it's a religious takeover. It was fascinating to watch. This is this is really relevant to everybody. Okay, listen to this. Sliders is the late... It's 1998, I think, was the year. I'm not entirely sure. And they go to this reality where everyone is a believer in this essentially mockery of like Christianity, right? And there's a point in the show where they say, wow, you know, th- this is a, a, a reality or a government that's all about tradition, family values, and faith and spirituality. The and then one of the characters from Earth Prime, which is ours, he goes, we had, a, we had a politicians who wanted to implement those same kind of laws in our, in our Earth, but I guess this is, what, this is what it would be like if they won. It's funny. But watching it, I was like, it's actually more like critical race theory. I don't think it matters what the religion is. When, an, when, when ideological, moral authoritarians take over, it looks the same. So watching this, it was very much from the perspective of people who practice science were demonized and criminalized, and the religion was paramount, and you know uh, they would arrest you if you admitted you did science or if you didn't have your IDs and stuff like that. But I'm like, that analogy makes more sense in terms of cancel culture and critical race theory than it does to Christianity or any religion right now that's hap- in the United States. Like... They don't believe in science. Although in this instance, they claim to believe in science when they literally don't. And if you believe the wrong thing, they'll cancel you. They'll cancel you for any reason. The scary thing about totalitarianism and authoritarianism is that there is nothing you can do. Even if you follow the rules, you are expendable. You are like the other. fingernails to be clipped. And the thing about science is nice is if a new idea <laughs> appears, you don't smash it out and destroy it like you would in without a trial person or something. You put it on trial. A new idea goes on trial. That's the scientific method. And you test it. And that's why it's better Whoa. than religion. Or, or why it's better than religion in the Not 16th Ian. century when they would murder people and burn them at the stake for suggesting that the I, earth revolved around the sun. I am not going to what? sit here. I am. No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm not going to sit here and listen to your white supremacy. I truly science, believe science is not is about white supremacy. Science. They said well, it. you have a point. How do you come they back said, from that? What they the said. I was going to take it somewhere. Modern science. People in the audience were like, are they really fighting? No, no, no. <laughs> they said the, the critical race theorists believe oh, yeah. modern science and the idea of objectivity is racist. White supremacy. So your ideas about going on trial and challenging ideas, we all agree I on mean, that. The scientific method is not perfect. Dude, I, I do agree. It's specifically stated in their literature that a reliance on data is white supremacy. Yeah, you don't want to be <laughs> obsessive. You don't want to rely on data to your death. 
there there's points where data can be wrong. And the irony that I experienced as working in the charter school industry and working at the, a regulator that 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 oversaw like sixty charter schools in D.C. Was that they kept saying over and over again, we're data driven, data driven, data driven, which they need to be, right? You like, you like study, you know, how, where the kids are failing so that you can drill down and like reinforce stuff. Data driven, data driven, data driven. But then they start bringing in the CRT stuff and all the CRT stuff is like reliance on data, white supremacy, reliance on science, white supremacy, reliance on objectivity, white supremacy. And so at the same time as they're preaching data, data-driven uh, uh, analytics, data-driven education, they're starting to slide that out and be like, oh, the achievement gap. Ah. Oh, let's, standardized let's, testing. Ah. I don't hate. Well, like, hold on. Let's, uh, let, let, let's talk about critical race theory because as we're bringing this up, I, I have to pull this up. This tweet from Eugene Gu, MD. You know Eugene, right, on Twitter? I, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. He's I'm very, not going to go down with him. He's a very high, uh, a very high profile, never Trumper. I'm blocked. Twitter personality. Oh, I'm blocked for <laughs> I'm sure. I'm blocked for sure. But I, this guy? Eugene Gu. Okay. And cool, he's, he's posting some of the most fringe and insane critical race theory, social justice stuff. You're all going to get a kick out of this one. Sweet. But I'll just point out. Give I see all me. these tweets where people are commenting on something I can't see. That's because I'm blocked by the What's guy. Going on, yeah. So all you do is you right-click it and you put open in a private tab and boom, you see it. Here's what I saw. Eugene Gu <laughs> said, Black on Asian crimes only occur because of our system of white supremacy that strips African Americans of their economic opportunities while taking respect and dignity away from Asian Americans. Also, white people in power are experts at dividing and conquering to stay in power. To which I responded, it's actually white people's fault that a black man brutally beat an Asian lady. Get your heads right, bigots. No doubt about it. 100%. No joke. It's a they're, class they're literally. War. OK, a, a, an Asian woman was brutally beaten in broad daylight by a black man. And I don't think the race matters. I think the crime matters. I don't care if it was a Jewish guy who beat the Asian lady or, 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 or a quarter Korean Japanese guy who did it or a black guy who did it. I think it's the crime that matters that we want to focus on. Because we want people to be seen as equals, not as though it's a person's race that, that drives this, you know, this, this attack or something. But what they're doing, and I saw this, there was a TikTok that went viral from a black woman. She was like, y'all are really trying to say this to imply that black people don't have the agency to uh -huh. know right from wrong. And uh -huh. that white people in power are the ones who are supposed to dictate it. That's so insanely racist. The whole thing from the left is no personal agency. None. Not for women, not for minorities, not for anybody except white people. White people, which <laughs> oh, is snap. this, which is actually white supremacy. Look at that. Right? No. Only okay. white people can elect their own behaviors. There is, is what they're saying. There is an authority, a global monarchy, you could argue, it was the Romans and then it was the Nords <laughs> that took over England that created the British crown that monopolized the globe. And they do have a banking. You know, Are we talking conundrum. about the Fed already? They basically <laughs> suppressed a class of people. It's a class war. We're facing a class war. Yes. And people yeah. of different skin colors may or may not fall into different classes. And it, it did start with the Romans, and it was the British for a while. And their skin color did happen to be kind of bro. this color. Okay, here's the deep, but that here's, doesn't mean it's this bro. color. Here's it's the, the behavior. Deep, all right, all right. Hold on. The Thank deep, you for letting me rant, guys. The deepest element of this whole thing is that the BLM CRT people are creating a false consciousness in the black folks in America so that they are distracted by the fact that there is a class war and that the corporations are dominating Jack. them and they are controlling their lives and they don't care about it's them. not just black people. They're doing it to everyone. Well, to all there, of us, there, yeah. there was a woman. In I say that because it's black lives matter saying, right, right, right. right. The, the woman in San Francisco, the, who, she was a, a school board member, vice president of the, of the school board or whatever. 
went on this Twitter thread about how she's trying to convince Asians to become critical race theorists, to join the cult. And then she calls them racial slurs. So they're going after everybody. I was going to tweet something earlier. I said it not to because I was like, this is going to be too spicy. You know, I was going to tweet. Oh, are we going to get canceled on YouTube now? No, I'll I'll say it right now. Oh, boy. Jack. It was good being here. Black Lives Matter. (laughs) You're right. I don't know how to respond. Do you agree? Yeah. You know, I've been faced with this very question in the street, surrounded by 30 angry people all alone at two o'clock in the morning. And you know what I said? What'd you say? No. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Why? You just want to poke the mob? No, because they were trying to force me to say something right. that I didn't on. believe. Yeah, in the in the truest basic context of the sentence. Yes, of course. Black lives matter. Lowercase b, lowercase l, lowercase m. Asian lives matter. Yes. We've seen we've seen that one now. Hispanic yeah. lives matter. Indeed. Yeah. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Women's lives matter. Yes. For sure. Hope so. And that's everyone, right? Why people? That's ev- is that everybody? Why people? Did I forget anybody in that in that lives matter thing? The Jews. <laughs> oh yeah. Jewish, Jewish lives, lives matter. matter. Do they? Cool, I'm half in. All right, all right. <laughs> Is that everybody? Neanderthal. I, I think we got everybody. Right? No, Neanderthal no, 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 lives wait, wait. didn't matter. We got everybody? We murdered all of them. No, no, no. We, we, we got everybody? You didn't mention white people. I don't think so. And I don't think that matters. Whoa, whoa. I'm just yeah. saying, if yeah. I want to get racial hey, 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 for a moment. Don't be racist, bro. That's, okay. that's white supremacist. Thank you for checking me. Okay. <laughs> so I saw these, these funny posts, like Babylon B brought it up, where they were like, <laughs> you know, you saw this. You saw the story. No, but they're funny and they're on point. Right. It was so like laughing. Anyway. It was like liberal post signs in the yard saying "Black Lives Matter," "Asian Lives Matter," and "Hispanic Lives Matter." Getting very, very close to all lives <laughs> matter. Close, yeah, yes. dangerously close to all lives matter. And so I thought about that for a second, and I was like, "Why isn't that all lives matter?" The reason why you can't say all lives matter, but you can say literally everything else, is white people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the creepiest thing. And I'll tell you this too: it's remarkable. They have this idea in critical race theory that. Only minorities can define their experience dealing with racism. Unless, of course, you're a minority who disagrees with them, like Candace Owens. Right. You know, right. Or a woman that decides she wants to stay home or a woman that decides she wants to do whatever, be married or whatever. You can, women can do anything they want. Except that. Except the things I don't they, want you to do. If they get permission from the cult. Right. So uh, my, my uh, kid's high school, the principal, the day after the, um, the, the massage parlor shooting... Right. Where the guy killed a couple of white girls and like six Asian ladies. Mm -hmm. The day after the principal sends out an email to everyone saying Asian American hate and da 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 this race driven, you know, come we'll have this after school kumbaya to come together against white supremacy culture, yada yada. This was before any of the facts were out, any of the data was out. And it got me thinking, you know, and it makes me it makes me have to talk to my kids about it. Like, I don't want to have to talk to my kids about that every day. But when the principal is sending this to me and I know that they're talking to kids about it, I have to talk to them about it. And I brought up to my daughter who is looking at colleges and she's really smart and she has crew. So she's like looking at Ivy League colleges. Right. And she knows what all the acceptance rates are. She knows what all the average SATs you need to get. And she knows that Asian kids need to get like 400 points higher on the SATs in order to get accepted to Harvard compared to other students of equal SATs. That's what the DOJ lawsuit was all about that Donald Trump's DOJ initiated. Well, what was the first thing that Joe Biden did besides putting the, you know, trans people into sports and getting rid of Title IX? They, they dropped that lawsuit. Yep. So now it's very clear to my daughter, just living through this, that the, everybody's piling on Asian American hate, Asian American hate, white supremacy, white supremacy. But then she's also like, well, why, why do they have to get 400 points higher on the SAT just to get into Harvard? And why is Joe Biden not fighting for them? Why isn't Joe Biden fighting for Asian Americans? 
When you is that white supremacy? Is Joe Biden a white supremacist? Yes, he is. Wait, am I gonna? Is that defamation? But, no, so. <laughs> no, it's an opinion. But the left would agree with you. Let me let me, let me ask you, Jack, and yes, for sir. everyone for for everyone in the uh, in the audience that are listening that are white. When you were uh, uh, filling out job applications when you were a kid, when you were sixteen, getting your first job, and for those years, was there any ever was there ever a consideration your family gave special thought to when you were filling out these applications and listing your race? No, I just put down. I Caucasian. was told a lie. Where are you? I was told to lie. And put, I was told put I have to word? lie. What did you have to lie to? I, my, I was told by my parents that if I admitted I was Asian, they would discriminate against me because it's legal. It's allowed. And you're right. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Harvard. It's always been that way. And I was told to lie. They said, there's no special interest group for you. They will be racist against you. Yes. They will discriminate against you. And it's okay. They allow it. So you, you're, you're better off either just saying you're white and hoping they don't ask about it and then maybe just lie and... Or say you're Hispanic or something, because, you know, maybe then you might get left alone. I think that the Asian American uh, population is going to be the strongest ally the anti-woke have in, in America moving forward. Asian ideas of meritocracy are antithetical to the woke left, right? Because meritocracy means I can do it. I can fix it. I can work hard. I can get up at five o'clock in the morning to make the donuts, if anybody's old enough to catch that reference. <laughs> And I can get ahead. I don't know that reference. Yeah, because you're not you're not old enough to Krispy Kreme. No, Dunkin' Donuts. Time to make the donuts. This guy gets up at four o'clock oh, yeah. in the morning. Dude. Every morning he wakes up. Time to make the donuts. Did you know that Dunkin' Donuts used to have a handle? The donuts actually they would bake them with a handle on it that you would hold of pastry. A handle, yeah, yeah like of it was a donut, it. but a piece of the donut would stick up. No. You'd hold and dip it in your that's coffee. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, right now, I, I haven't, I haven't had a donut in years, but I would crush <laughs> anyway, one. Anyway, right anyway, back yeah. to the more. Anyway, I want to talk about how the point stupid is, is that merit meritocracy is. is antithetical to progressive left. The biggest divide that we have is between blank slate and determinists and people who say I can do it. And people who say, I can't do it. Dude, I, 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 I love this. You know, when I was, uh, uh, before I started kindergarten, my Asian mom was tutoring me, my, my siblings in math. We were like babies who couldn't even barely communicate. <laughs> right. we're, we're, she, I'm being homeschooled. I was being taught how to play chess. I love it. Because for whatever reason, that, that exists in the minds of my grandma or her parents or whatever. And it was passed down. And also my grandfather who was a World War II vet, yes. and he also was a very, you know, work hard, and, and you, you two can make it. But he was also a super progressive man. He, he, he dedicated his life to helping underprivileged and minority communities. To the day he died, that's what he did, and he sacrificed so much for that. And this is a guy who, when it was illegal to be in mixed-race relationships, absolutely went for it. He was as progressive as they come, but he still believed in hard work and earning your, your place. I remember one time, I was hanging out with him, and we had, he, he, I was hungry and I was broke and I was crashing at his place. I was like 18 and he had moldy bread. That was all he had. And I made a sandwich and then realized I was mold on it. And he goes, come on, you have, you, you realize what it was like in the depression. He grabs it and just shoves it in his mouth. And he's like, you take yes. what you can get. He's like, I ate shoes, dude. Yeah, yeah. man. Yep. And he was progressive. Yes. What like, did he, he do was, during the Great Depression? Uh, I know, but that progressive is just no, a different My grandma term. Like, worked when she was like nine. She yeah. had to work eating moldy bread. He was like, Sitting you want you want to talk about what we ate back then? Mm -hmm. And he just ate the moldy sandwich. Like, And I'm like, I think you can get sick from doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm on the mold. pampered guy. Yeah. But I, I, think about, I think about that idea of meritocracy. And it's absolutely true, man. Just like the, 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 just the culture in general is very much. I'm, 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 I'm reminded of this family guy joke where it's a, a, a kid 
It's an eight. There is, okay, I'm going to ruin it. But the joke was something like, <laughs> you're as strict as Asian parents or whatever. Yeah. And then it's a door opens and an Asian middle-aged guy walked in. He goes, are you doctor yet? And then the kid goes, <laughs> dad, I'm 12. And he goes, tell me when you're doctor. And then he walks out. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it's funny. I get the joke from Family Guy. Yeah. And I like it. It makes me laugh because the point is they're very, very strict and hardworking. Like the parents are like, you have to be a doctor. Work harder. It's expectations. It's expectations. It's like, so wait, this is this is this. Okay, I, I don't know how to frame this without getting in trouble. So I'm just going to be very delicate about it. There are people that come from all over the world, all kinds of races, all kinds of cultures that come to the United States and succeed. Sure, these are people that have elected to come across an ocean, start a new life. Oh. So it's a certain mentality, right? But it's black nigerians and and korean christians filipinos it's a whole anybody yes. basically if you look at who makes money in america there's a whole list of immigrants and foreign nationalities and 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 different genealogies that make more money there is a psychological issue with the am i, can I get in trouble for saying this no what it's a, it's a specifically african-american Circumstance. That's not true. Interesting. You, you think don't because think so? it, it dates back to slavery, the, 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 the slavery the, stuff. The I'm people. Just, I'm, I don't know. That's the. Uh, who are the ones complaining about meritocracy? It's white progressives. Mm. Is it's, it though? Yes. It the is, the, yeah. the out group bias comes from white progressives in the suburbs. Hmm. You you you. I just like virtue. Signaling. This is what I can't stand. It's funny. It's paradoxical. They hate white no, people. No, they no, should no, hate themselves. But I'm talking about. The, I'm talking about the mindset that gets instilled in your children. Right. That's what I'm talking about. The I'm, mindset of what? Don't work. Ask the government for free stuff that comes from these white socialists. Are you a doctor yet? Are you a doctor yet? Are you that's a doctor Asians. yet? I know. But that's a mindset. It's the mindset that breeds the success, I think. Unless we want to get into like actual genes and DNA Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll be IQ honest, Look, and things. That's a good conversation. I'll tell you this. Don't, no, no, no. We need a geneticist Listen, on the show. I'm, or not doing I, it on YouTube. Growing Einstein. up on the south side of Chicago, we have. Th there's a word you've probably heard. Hustling. Hustlers. Yeah. Yeah, because the people on the south side of every race were working and finding a way in any way possible to make money and to come up. Some of them would go in, in bad directions because it was a path towards acquiring something. A lot of people would sell CDs. Some people would sell drugs. Not always a good thing, but it was hustling and working really hard. And then I grow up from the south side of Chicago in this mixed race community of all the people who are hustling every day. They want to come up. And then I go see these white, white suburb kids who are like, I think the government should pay for everything. So I'll tell you, man, hmm. it's the it's the people who are living in the gutter who are fighting tooth and nail of all different backgrounds and races to figure something out. And then you get these people who are born into these uppity, well-to-do liberal circles. For some reason, they're they don't believe in meritocracy. They don't want to work hard. They quite literally say work is obsolete. I you know I don't know any of those people honestly. I don't know any of those white uppity suburban people who think like they want the government to provide everything because all of the white suburban people that I come in contact with and Asians and whatever are all like, you better study, you better get 1600, you better How get into Harvard. What, these are like high school kids. And their parents are telling them the same thing. They got two lawyers for parents. They're looking at their kids. They're like, you better do this. Lawyer yet? Lawyer yet? Look at the data on in-group, out-group bias. Yeah. And who, which group is anti, like hates white people and is predominantly, is overwhelmingly progressive. Black Lives Matter is overwhelmingly white. The data shows us this. The mm. people who are pushing critical race theory and we're pushing socialism mm. are overwhelmingly white. No, no, white. no. The foot soldiers are overwhelmingly white. But the founders of Black Lives Matter are not white. Like Sean King. I'm not going He's there. He's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. I'm not going there. Listen, man. You going there? 
he, he's, we look got, at the data yeah. and I see there is historical racism, remnants of these old policies we've gotten rid of that still have lingering effects. And I see from the civil rights fight, the battle for civil rights to today, the people fighting for the status quo are these white progressives. They're far left economically. They're far left uh, socially. And these are the people who are making things worse for everybody. You're talking it's, about D'Angelo. Yeah, absolutely. People okay, like but that. then there's Kendi. Of course. Yeah, it's, it seems like race isn't a factor in whether or not you believe stupid things and want to destroy, <laughs> you know, the lives of your children. Right. Yeah. Dude, calling people Asian is about as ignorant as you can be. Right. It's like saying Earthling, basically. Or, or like saying a North American, like yeah. to, for someone that's from Mexico, is he's a North American. Asia's a continent. People from India are Asian. People from Pakistan are Asian. People from Japan are Asian. They're all very different culturally. That guy that, no, no, never mind. I got, so, I got but, my events and mixed yet, up in and my yet, register. Head news on ABC, Asian hate. It's a continent it's the biggest continent on earth and <laughs> with the, with the most people with the most people russia is technically european you no, know it spans all across it's asia not, no it's eurasian okay because it's on both continents correct uh the capital well, was in europe I look think. at look at the russians who live in, in the, on the east coast of russia yeah, yeah kazakh they, or they whatever basically the, no no east coast no, i'm yeah, talking is, about like north of north korea right and yeah. near japan yeah they look like east asians mm -hmm. it's it's insane that people are called asian that's insane to me it's well, a continent. In, it, it, listen, in the UK, it creates problems because Indian, you know, from people from India, Asian, Middle Eastern, Asian. Yes, Middle Eastern, yeah, they Asian. are. That's how they do it. So it's like, yeah, but, well, but what does it even but mean? It, but it doesn't mean anything, Does right? that mean that people right, because from people Pakistan from have to get 400 points higher on their SATs to get into Harvard? No, I suppose it's if you just have a name that sounds Chinese or Japanese that or is, Korean. That's about as racist as you can get. That's why we were or, trying to sue them. Culturally and, impotent. And, and Biden is like, no, we're not going to try to prosecute that. Oh, jeez. There are people who want to exploit other people, and they tell them lies to do it. And you will see that there are people of all different backgrounds and all different races who believe very, very intelligent things and have great ideas and work hard and study. And the point is, you brought it up earlier, all over the world, people come from all different countries, from Korea, from Japan, China, from Colombia, Brazil, Nicaragua, Nigeria, and they find success here. Yes, There's something about these progressive Americans, and I say mainly the white ones, but it is of all different backgrounds, absolutely, who believe dumb things. So I'll, I want to bring this point up. I think we, when you look at this, the, the success of many of the immigrants who come here, you can see, like, this is it, one of the reasons I absolutely just, am, I, I, I just despise people using race as a pretext for any one of these ideas, because you're not going to tell me, dude, these Nigerian families who come here and find tremendous success are indicative of some kind of racial issue. Nah, man, they prove the opposite. Right. They prove it's Americans. That's what I just lazy. said a minute ago, and well, listen, you poo-pooed me. Listen, well, there's I said it was uniquely African-American, the circumstances. But it sounded like you were saying it was specific to black people in America. That's, yes. No, I'm, no, to African-American population. So, not, well, not, not, not Africans in America. Right. That's a there's a distinction. Yes. So uh, uh, it sounded like you were saying that the problems that were that that we were seeing with a progressive left and a lack of meritocracy and constructivism was specific to black people. But you, you, you mean to people in the United States who are in the black community of African-American descent, like have been in the United States in African-American descent. I, for, I, right, for I still think you were wrong. Uh, fine. Because it is mostly white progressives who are pushing these ideas. And yes, there are many people in Black Lives Matter who support it. But Black Lives Matter protests, according to the data, predominantly white. What I'm talking about is performance, the data. So as an educator, 
I constantly looked at test scores and competency and achievement. And the data is very clear, very clear, even adjusting for geography, adjusting for urban versus rural, adjusting for income. Okay. So the achievement gap is very clear. It is African American, Hispanic, white, and then Asian like this. And the graph goes like this, even for income, right? So like the more money you make, everybody's achievement goes up, but the difference between the four groups is consistent. It's something American. It's something in America. Uh, uh, yes, which is what I, I think. I, I mean, I, it's Africa, it, and but but we're talking. We were talking about particularly that thing. But yes, I hear what you're saying. I think the issue is we have become a wealthy nation, and our children have rested on the laurels of the children of those who found success. Yeah, you felt you and mentioned. So you 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 go generation. You go a generation of hard workers who found success. They have kids. Those kids don't understand the hard work it took to achieve the success, but sit rest on the laurels. Uh, I don't know who you're hanging out with, dude, because all, all of the guys, all the people in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., they are stone cold killers and they are doing everything they possibly can. Enormous, enormous arms race of st studies and, and tutors and programs and, and a thousand after school programs. And you got to get a 1600 and you got to have a 5.0 GPA. I think that's the bubble you're in, bro. Yeah. In my suburbs from in Akron, Ohio suburbs, it was like, you mentioned the hustle and, and you mentioned test scores and it's a combo, I think, because some people will hustle, but they'll sell drugs and go to prison. Some people will ace every test and have no hustle. There are, and there you are, need a combo to succeed seed in this world there I could are ace more, every test but i didn't learn how to hustle i didn't have to there, that's why there are more poor white people in this country than poor people of, of other races it's the largest in, abs in absolute gross numbers right yes. and you're not going to tell me that the progressive socialists that are are going to college and graduating are not these uppity progressive well-to-do liberals and i'll tell you this the, the 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 crackhead kids from my neighborhood who are white and those who died doing drugs are also not overt progressives. They're all like day laborers. They all work really hard and they do menial labor and they're they're tradesmen and things like that. Some of them died because these are not the people who are reading books about anti-racism, nor do they care about it, nor do they watch shows like this. Some of them might. Most the, of them don't. The reason why I bring up the discrepancy in the test scores and achievement and stuff after controlling for urban, rural and income. Why is that important? It's important because it's the pro we have to understand what the real issues are in order to address them. All right. Now, now here's the problem with that. That's exactly what the critical race theorists are doing. And what happens is they recognize some very real problems. Like if you go back to redlining and blockbusting, very real policies that existed until the 1980s. Yeah. Sure, you can control for income now, but can you control for the generational wealth of knowledge and culture that's been passed down for hundreds of years by people who have settled and traveled all over the world to come to this country versus people who are literally enslaved only a few hundred years ago? Right. I think we're making the same argument, dude. I think there's a specific set of circumstances that have created problems specifically for the achievement of the African-American community, slave descendant, been here through Jim Crow, the whole thing, specifically around that. It's not necessarily race, right? Because the black Nigerians come to America right. and they make money. Right. That's that, that's what I was trying to clear. Okay. We are in agreement. I want to point something out because I, I said this the other day. I said it on Twitter. I have infinitely more respect for illegal immigrants who are willing to climb over, climb over mountains, traverse vast swaths of desert. To come to America to get that dream, than these uppity anti-American <laughs> slaveocracy. I don't. I don't people. want illegal immigrants come to America because for a number of reasons. However, 
I totally respect the hustle. Yeah, yeah no, we're descendants it. of illegal immigrants. They did, they weren't invited to this country <laughs> to the North Americans' <laughs> land. They weren't asked to slaughter and take. There the was no the, there was no country. Yeah, well, there was. We just well, didn't listen, know anything about it. There, there were all there sorts were of tribes. Nations. Yeah, there were nations of Native Americans that lived here. The Cherokee, the Sioux, which is a good reason to say, and "Hey, it, we, do, we don't want illegal immigrants to come." Right. Well, it's also a good we reason see to what say happens. I respect the hustle know. of the illegal immigrant. We're descended from it. We want immigrants to come, especially those of that level of gumption. Yes. And we want them to enter legally. Le- yes, legal. So, That's why I, cl- I said illegal. But I also don't think want about, stupid laws. Think about if we could take all of these people who are like, I'm going to ride on top of a train for thousands of miles and then like walk through the desert because I want to be in America. Imagine if we got that these people to come in here and start businesses. It, yeah. it'd, be, it would be great for the economy. I mean, those values of work hard and succeed and fight for what you what, what you, you want and you want to achieve. Brilliant. Meanwhile, we got people who are like, life sucks. The government should pay for it. And I don't want to work. Something about that hustle you talked about earlier. I think it's a big part of it. And maybe it's too vague, probably broken down into more things. But where I grew up, there just wasn't a lot of hustle. You didn't need a hustle. We were all born middle America, lower middle class or middle class, and everything was provided. You could get a job. I was forced to get a job. I was forced to kind of hustle. My parents kind of pushed me to do it. Thank God. But most people didn't. They never left the state. It must be in my blood or something because I grew up upper middle class and rich you know, suburbs. And all I wanted to do was work. All I wanted, I was like, I, I remember being eight years old and hustling. I remember being 10 years old with a paper out, getting up at four o'clock in the morning while I'm still in like middle school or even sixth grade, I think, to deliver papers to make that paper. Oh. And I remember my dad saying to me over and over again, son, you're going to work your whole life. Why do you want to work now? And I was like, okay, dad, give me money. And he's like, no. I'm like, all right, well, I'm working. Yeah. I'm working. So where, where, I would, like, where do buy these penny democratic socialist types come from? I don't know, man. I, uh, they're not coming from inner cities. Easy not living. from the south side, bro. I, I really, I don't know. Wherever they're coming life is, from, I suburbs, mean. and they're being put up in colleges, and they're being indoctrinated. And you maybe went to, maybe you just hung out with the people who didn't fall into those circles. It's funny, it, I didn't hang out with anybody. It's possible really. that so it's, it's like this yeah. genetic anomaly is in humans. Like, when you have the hustle oh, and the drive, there you go. Yeah, might be more to it than that. I know that your environment plays into it, but maybe it's something less tangible. No, I no, think you've got a tangible. bunch of people who are indoctrinated and believe dumb things, and they want to join the tribe. Yeah, and there are some people who don't. Because why is it that some people wake up from this? And so, like, the idea of getting red pilled wouldn't exist if it was inherent in people in any capacity. Do you think these people you're talking about that don't have the hustle? Do you, Do you think that they like play soccer and try to win? Do you no. think that they're competitive against they're their brother the, and sister? They're, they're, they're probably the people who got the uh, the participation trophy. So like they're just hanging out with their boys and there's like a keg of beer on the other side of the yard and they're like then they never are like let's race and just see who can get there the fastest. There's you don't think that there's like a you're saying there's a missing sense of competitiveness. That's could be ingrained through parents who are telling kids to behave certain ways or to do things. I think I think there's a mix of nature and nurture for sure. Some people are taller than others. Some people are stronger. Some people are weaker. Some people have blonde hair. Some people have brown hair. That's all fact. And so that will absolutely play play a role in people's behavior. Like if you if your body produces more testosterone for some reason, then you might be a bit more aggressive. So yes, in that regard, I think what we have is a lot of people who I just think about the people I know who are like this and how they grew up. They didn't grow up having to strive for anything. They don't understand what hard work is. They're just people who look, we're not (laughs) these people are not by any means millionaires. But when you have food every day, no matter what. What are you fighting for? Wow. I wonder if it's the people that grew up when you, thinking, when, I'm going to be a cog in the machine. And then they went, they studied in college, they got in debt, they went to become a cog in the machine, the machine broke down, and now they're, 
They're, they're aimless. Right. I mean, if anybody in the world could have been imbued with a sense of privilege, it's me. Okay. My, both of my parents have graduate degrees. So you're saying your lived experience changes. I, I don't know what happened. Both of my parents have graduate degrees. I grew up in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. I screwed up every which way possible. I had everything handed to me. I'm six foot four. I'm handsome. I'm smart. I could have anything I want and like privilege everywhere. And all I want to do is hustle. That's all I want to do. Work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. You got to have Gary Vaynerchuk on your show. You guys are a lot alike. <laughs> I don't, I, I, but so how, how does my circumstances breed a sense of hustle and the, competitiveness? The, the amount it of didn't. variables in your life. Yeah. No, you can't say it didn't. You don't know. The amount of vari- variables in your life you'd need to calculate to figure out where it was in your life where you realized if I don't fight, I won't succeed. There are some people who never experienced that. And it's not until they get into their 20s where they're like, I have to work. <laughs> Bring on the communism. Huh. Yeah. They go to school until they're 26. Did you go to college? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, not until I was like 19 or 20. Yeah. So you had a period where you were like working and figuring things out? I was. Uh, I started a record label and I was a rave producer and a DJ. That's and nice. so there, there are people who go to grade school, then go to high school, and then immediately go to college yeah, and back I up debt. That. And all they do is what they're told to do. Mm-hmm. And then when they get out, they're 22, they're 24, 26, whatever year, they finally decide to stop. And they realize all of a sudden there's no one left to tell them what to do. They got to figure it out. They don't know what to do, so they want the government to do it for them. Crappy-ass parents. Exactly. Yeah. Bad parents. And that's probably the answer to most all of the questions we're talking about tonight. One hundred and ten percent. Speaking of somebody with bad parents, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says referring to migrants coming to the U.S. as a surge is a white supremacist dog whistle. The lady who claimed that Donald Trump was putting kids in cages and concentration camps has finally come out and made a statement. We were all waiting for it. Because, you know, when Project Veritas put out that video of, of the, photo, the photos and the videos of what was going on in these, in these migrant detention facilities for, for kids, James O'Keefe was like, where are you at, AOC? You know, you went down and you, you weeped when Donald Trump had these, these, these facilities. Wept. Where are you now? <laughs> Wept. The there you go. Yeah. I the actually thing. was thinking that too. <laughs> you, you went down and you, you cried. Where are you now? Well, fear not, friends. She did an Instagram fear. video where she said that there's no migrant crisis. How dare you? It's a imperialism crisis. Oh. And then she said, and gut check, anybody who says surge is trying to frame it militaristically because these, ki- these children are not insurgents. They're not invaders. They're children. Wait, she, okay. she confused the word surge, which means a sudden increase with the word insurgent. Which, which is like a military conflict. So she's that stupid dude. Well, I got to give her some credit because so. the, that etymology is actually the same. Is it really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So surge <laughs> comes from, <laughs> I, 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 I looked it up because she said it, and a lot of people were mocking her. And I was like, instead of me coming out and just saying something you like that. You do your research. Ted. I did. I looked sometimes. up the, the, the etymology. Surge comes from the Latin. It's like, it's like suger or I, I can't pronounce it. And it means a sudden rush or flow. And insurgent comes from to surge, referencing an individual who breaks through. So they're the same root word, a a, a massive outpouring. So insurgent was a reference to people storming the gates or something like that. Got it. Insurgents. They're surging through. But that's not the point. (laughs) It is not white supremacy when, when NBC said there was a surge at the border. That's insane. Right. And it's right. not in, it's not indicating that they're insurgents either. Right. They're different words. Let's they keep are, that exactly. straight. They might have the, sa- the same root. And I see what say, she was trying to do. Yeah. So trying to rap or something and like be clever with their language. Yeah. But this is just the level of politics we get in this country. You get 
you know, uh, I, I, I facetiously said she had bad parents. I, don't, I, I can't. I don't know what her parents are like. I don't know who her parents are. Shameful. But I, but I will say. If I think you her get, mom's pretty cool. <laughs> have you seen her mom? She raised a congresswoman. So, I, no, I've never yeah. seen her. I don't know. That's a good thing. She speaks highly of her. I don't know if that's as a if becoming, hey, kudos to any single mom. As that's if a becoming job. a freshman congressman is some level of achievement in America, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I bow to so your listen, wisdom, listen. Jack Murphy. <laughs> AOC is a political elite masquerading as someone working class. And that's why she loves it. When conservatives are like, you're a bartender, she, that she then turns around to all of the working class people and goes, now they're making fun of me for being just like you. Don't do that. She's not just a bartender. She's a political establishment elite. She was on the board of one of those super PACs to get these people elected. She knows what she's doing. She's great at it. And she is a duplicitous manipulator who will scream concentration camp under Donald Trump. And then when Joe Biden ups the ante and has more uh, children detained, she goes, there's no migrant crisis. When AOC was a bartender, if I walked up to the bar, six foot four, handsome, smiled at her, dropped a 20 in advance as a tip. You think she gave me better service after that than the short little guy who looked dirty yeah. and who didn't tip very well? Yeah. Damn Absolutely. right she would yeah, have. She wants that 20. G-D-A-O-C. She's there for money. That's why she was working. <laughs> yeah. Good In it for the money. It's a job. It's a job. Yeah, for sure. Listen, that's why you tip ahead when you go to a tip bar. Ahead. Always not, tip ahead, guys. She's not working class. She was oh, barely she was. working class. Barely. She's a, she's your your I typical. See. But, what, what, but like, she's not working class, and she's also not educated class. So what is she? No, she went to college. She <laughs> Political class. Yeah. Educated class. Absolutely. Sorry, I meant smart. Yeah. That's sure. not mutually exclusive with working class. She's intelligent. That's not what I but meant. Doesn't necessarily have a lot of common sense. I mean, it is a migrant <laughs> crisis, and it is a level of classical superiority. There is a there is a supremacy issue going on with what, do you, the, what does with that mean? The military industrial complex, the banking elite what establishment. Is, what, is, what does that have to do with people coming to the, the border? Well, there's the it's, it's, it doesn't mean it has let, to, let me finish. Yeah. What does that have to do with people coming to the border and specifically telling <laughs> ABC and NBC Joe Biden is giving us this opportunity and we'll get a better deal if we come now? Um, that there that there is still a crisis of people trying to get to the United States illegally. And because there of is, Joe Biden. And there is a supremacy issue on Earth. What does which that mean? Is a, it's like a class issue. So she's right. It doesn't have to be that there's not one. Now there's the other or there's not that one. Now it's back to the first one. It's both, dude. There's that's 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 absolutely besides the point. AOC said Trump was putting children in concentration camps. Now, under Joe Biden, she is saying there is no migrant crisis. It's silly. That's that's not common. sense. She is a duplicitous, manipulative person. She's a person. I won't I won't go further with the insult. Let's keep it to the facts. I she can't deny your lived experience. That's what she does. I hate the fact that yeah, we give her fuel by talking about her. Yeah. Well, look, man, she's going to be president one day, so you better start talking about her now. Stop. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> that thing is, the thing about po- uh, popularity contests and politics is there's no stopping people like that. Right. She's got, unless they start banning her off social media, is the only, there, I guess there is stopping people like that by banning them off social media, which is kind of terrifying, but she's super popular and she's 24 or five or something, right? She's my age. She's, she's going to be 30. 30. She's going to be 60 and still doing this. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Right. And if she's in, if she goes more insane, uh, that's very, very dangerous for the direction of our country. A- AOC is, uh, she she's one of the most dangerous people we have probably i'll say i'll say this and i hope all the leftists take the clip clip this clip this video and then post it she's, she's probably the most dangerous person in politics because she's extremely divisive she's extremely mean she's duplicitous manipulative and for all the things they complained about trump she represents very much those same things yeah she embodies the danger of populism 
That's for sure. She herself, maybe she'll change tomorrow, but her behavior is the danger of populism. Deceptive populism. Tell me how she's a real populist. She has, I don't know, 20, 60 million, how many Twitter followers? That has nothing to do she's with it. She's popular on Twitter, Next. and that's how that's she gets Populism is doing. not being popular, yeah, it's bro. Getting, it's having the, po- the crowd follow you no, and getting not. stuff no. done because the crowd is obsessed with you. That's not what it is. Cult no. of personality, all that's that stuff. Not You're just not using populist. Well, right maybe way. there's a technical word for it, but it comes from the word popular. Right. It's a reference to supporting the people versus supporting the elites. There's elitism and there's populism. Populists say, what do the people want of me? And elitists say, I'm going to serve the banking institutions and the Federal Reserve. AOC is not a populist. She just masquerades as one. And then she lies and spits in people's faces. And too many people don't follow the news and just say, wow, she's great because they get all of this. She was a bartender. She was a bartender. (laughs) So this is what I've been doing. and I love this. The leftists have started figuring out what's going on and posting the videos. When I tweet my leftist opinions, when I tweet my, my more conservative opinions, what happens is if I, if I tweet tax the rich, you know what happens? Conservatives don't retweet that. <laughs> leftists retweet that. You're hilarious on Twitter. Then all of, all, of the left, nervous. all of the left, they see these, this retweet going viral in their bubble of Tim Pool saying tax the rich. And they're like, wow, Tim Pool is based. And then I'll say something like universal gun ownership, defend 2A, and conservatives go crazy with that. And they're like, wow, Tim, he's becoming so pro 2A and libertarian and so based. And what happens is what people need to understand about Twitter and social media is that the left and the right bubbles do not overlap. So if I tweet something the right doesn't like, the left goes nuts with it and they support it. And if I tweet something the right likes, the right goes nuts with it and supports that. This is, this, this is the nature of, of social media. AOC understands these principles. She manipulates them. She knows that if she says Donald Trump is putting kids in concentration camps, the left will throw it into the wind and it'll go crazy. She also knows that if Joe Biden is president and she tweets there's no migrant crisis or she says it on Instagram, the left will take it and throw it in the air and go crazy. Not the same leftists, but enough of them that what ends up happening is regular Democrat types only see her supporting Joe Biden. And leftists who are for open borders only see her criticizing Donald Trump. They don't see the overlap. She exploits this for power. It's great. It's brilliant. She's really good at it. In fact, Smart. one of the best. But she's also extremely divisive and says the guy who's doing exactly the same thing. But I'm not I'm not. No, I'm, I'm tweeting my opinions. I, I know. It's also I believe you're being slightly performative no, 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 and no. provocative with that. There's a big difference to where if I tweeted something like ban all guns and then tweeted guns for everyone. I'm not doing that. I'm tweeting things like trans people should be armed to the teeth and so should the Black Panthers. Did you say like ban all rich people or something the other day? I said I said uh, uh, arrest arrest everyone, make being rich illegal. Yeah. Uh, Those uh, are jokes. Okay, I see. That's the, that's that's different. Slightly different, yeah. <laughs> right? The point I'm making is I'm mocking what uh, AOC does. Yes. That's the point. Yes, yes. To yes. prove a point about the duplicitous nature of these politicians. That I can tweet something absolutely absurd, arrest rich people. Yeah, but people will take that seriously. <laughs> you got to be careful if it's in text. I don't care. Well, that's, that's that's ridiculous. I if can. you if you don't, the point is they won't go to my profile and read my tweets where I then I said, make poverty illegal, make being rich illegal, arrest everyone. Yeah, they, just, now, here's what happens. Pick. Right, they just yep. see the one that gets retweeted. Exactly into their bubble. my point. Into their and then when the left caught wind of it and started saying, look what he's doing. I was like, hey, you finally investigated to figure out what the full picture was supposed Amazing. to be instead of clipping things out of context to grift on Twitter. Twitter is is the grift factory. They accuse everyone else of being grifters, but they come to this show and they take a one minute clip and they say, look what Tim Pool said. And they omit the other 50 minutes. 
And then all these people only get that particular clip filtered to them. And so when I posted an M16 and a trans flag, the leftists are like, what's happened to Tim Pool? Nothing. We quite literally talk about why everyone should own guns, including trans people and the Black Panthers. You just don't watch the show. <laughs> so I'm sick and tired of this of this manipulation game where people take things out of context to feed red meat to particular bases on social media. And that's literally what AOC does when she panders to the establishment left and then she panders to the progressives. She does not represent any one of them. She wants power. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, and I just laugh when you said that people don't watch the other 50 minutes of the show and or, by the way, consult the entire decade-long body of work, right? So you can't. Right. That's yeah. the problem, is you have to cherry-pick people So when I, I try I, and understand them. I tweeted, uh, tax Hollywood millionaires and billionaires at 90%, and then conservatives all started laughing and retweeting it, because it's funny, because who likes Hollywood? And the leftists started retweeting it and sharing it, because they were like, yeah, all right, tax the rich, we'll start We'll start there. And everyone like, hey, we, we agree at this point, okay? So we can start here and then start to figure out who we want to tax. I'll tell you what I don't get, though. I'm, I, I don't quite understand why they're why the libertarians and the conservatives are so concerned about, you know, Jeff Bezos's billions of dollars. Like, I understand a wealth tax makes no sense and won't work. I understand that we don't want the government to have power. Those arguments I get. But from that point on, it's kind of like, OK, I got no problem if we strip the power away from the ultra wealthy. And it's funny because I tweeted this and these leftists who just want to hate me, they're like, Tim, but what about you? You'll be taxed as well. I'm like, OK, like tax Bernie Sanders. I'll stand in line with him. I don't care. I don't like the idea that these people have dispro- dis- disproportionate power and that a working class dad who's got three kids, a working class dad with three kids who's making 70, 70K, 80K a year has no say in his government because Tom Steyer can mm-hmm. flood his entire state with $500 million and then get guns banned. And now the guy can't defend himself. I don't like that. And we need solutions to that. I don't know what the solution is. But I'm just like, whatever, tax the rich. People like Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg shouldn't be allowed to do what they did in this past election. Well, you know, that there's McKenzie, the, Bezos, sa- the same art argument can be made about free speech, can be made about people who are saying things. This is outrageous, semi-outrageous, not really outrageous. Ah, forget it. We get rid of those outrageous people at the very top. That's totally different. Uh, no, you, it, it is like using a hammer to try and solve the problem of like a few rusty nails. Like it's, it, political right. advertisements different than stripping everyone of their wealth. Right, right, right. Wealth taxes don't don't work. I'm just saying there's a huge problem. Millionaires, people with hundreds of millions of dollars and billionaires. But do you believe in meritocracy, Tim? Yes. So if a guy, if a Nigerian Christian guy comes to America, he makes 10 with nothing, makes 10 billion trillion dollars hustling, floods his state with political ads saying no guns for anybody. And then that and they win. You're, yeah, saying, wrong. you're saying we should we should strip that guy of his money? No, I'm saying he shouldn't be allowed to flood the zone like that. Why not? He came to America with nothing. He made all the money that he wanted, and he's putting out his message into the universe, all based on his hard work. Do you want to know why the Democrats control everything right now? But yes or no, Tim. Yes or no. Super. I, I told you. No. He should not be allowed to do that. That's Jeff crazy. Be- Jeff Bezos, well, Mackenzie Bezos, George Soros. Tom Steyer, Michael Bloomberg dumped so much Mark Zuckerberg, hundreds of millions of dollars to fortify the election. And we're sitting, sitting here right now. 
Yeah. Yes, fortified. Yeah. And we're sitting here right now complaining about censorship because billionaire tech oligarchs have too much power and nothing to stop them. Because people like Mike Bloomberg put $500 million to make sure that our ideas and meritocracy does not win. There has to be a line. His meritocracy is just bigger than yours. Mm. Great. So I guess we just have That's to live to the boot of, of Mike Bloomberg, Steyer, and George Soros. Well, we could ban political advertisement. But, I don't know but, what the solution but is. But I don't like but these it's... people having the power to subvert a regular working class dad who's like, I need my job on the Keystone Pipeline. It's going to be better for this country. I know I work there. Uh, and then these people come in and dump billions of dollars, which destroys all of these people's jobs. And they had no say. 16 people can override the opinions of the entire working class of this country. Well, I'm I, not for that. I don't Sorry. like the idea of being able to buy advertisements, but I do like the idea of being able to make a YouTube video to my 600,000 followers and tell them vote A instead of B. And then they all do it. Maybe that's still kind of bad, but it's unstoppable. I don't it's, know. Right. Unless, unless you get an SEC charge for doing stuff, something like that. The, the challenge is, how do you actually control for this? I don't know. What I do know is it is a serious problem. And I, I can't understand when I have these conversations with libertarians and I'm like, you're sitting here complaining that you get you got banned on YouTube and then you're defending Mark Zuckerberg's right to do everything he's doing. So, like, don't come to me, man. I had, a, I had a conversation at an event in Milwaukee where this guy was like, private companies, should, should, we shouldn't interfere. And I was like, okay, come talk to me when your ideology has been purged from the internet and you're no longer allowed to speak. And then I'm the one with the channel and you're begging me for an interview. I have such a hard time with this because I understand exactly what you're saying. And I do believe that the voice of the American middle class and working class and the huge swaths of population in America should be should should have a voice. But I know that Bill Gates didn't was not born ultra rich. That Emmer Effer. But what does that have to do with it, it? Because he innovated. He created a product that everyone in the world wants. And he got money. And now he's deciding what to do with it. That's like the most American thing that there is. Buying a yacht is deciding what to do with your money. No. Why, why would somebody's decisions on how to spend their money? Why, why do you have any say in that? So well, you're an elitist, not a populist. I'm, that guy came from middle class right, America. Right, right. He's an elite, right? He wasn't. He is, he is an elite. He earned it. Steyer, Bloomberg, the Koch brothers, the Mercers, George Soros, they're all elites. Mackenzie Bezos is an elite. And they have infinitely more say than you ever will. In fact, there have been numerous studies, we've talked about them, that show public opinion does not sway policy. Wealthy donors do. That is a problem. And it's leading to the critical race theory explosion when major corporations who don't care about you flood the zone and the billionaires flood the zone and suppress your ability to communicate or even vote. I, my point in bringing this up is that this is a very tricky subject. Absolutely. It's a very tricky subject because you know what? One day, Tim, Tim, beginning of the show, I'm going to become a billion dollar media company. Holler. What are you going to do with that money then? Invest. You're going to spread it around culture and, and shows and influence not dump money into political races yep. and commercials to ensure that my ideas are going to infect other people's ways of living. Are your ideas is, infecting other people right now? That's right. They are. They are. Which is why I've stated already, it is a very difficult problem. As we've talked about before, I have a YouTube channel. That meritocracy allows me the ability to speak to a lot of people yeah. who might agree with me or disagree with me. And what happens is ultra rich people dump money into people like me so that they can support things I say or ask me to say things on their behalf. We need to figure out this problem. And I don't know if it's an I don't think it's an easy solution. I don't know what the solution is, but I can tell you this. It is a very obvious problem that one guy in New York can go to Texas and dump so much money in it. That the people of Texas are forced to live under the ideology of fringe cultist wackos. Yeah. 
So what happens then? Yeah. The people who are forced to live under the boot of a fringe minority cult become angry and violence erupts. If we don't solve for this problem, it will be bad for everybody. We have we have duplicitous individuals on the progressive left who who support the culture, the, the, the Democratic establishment and pretend to want to oppose this stuff. They don't really do well, it. I realize I'm teetering very close to build your own Internet kind of argument at this point, which I don't believe it. Right. Like there are some things like the public square, which has been dominated and taken over by the tech companies and therefore needs to have some regulation to it. But there's some a visceral reaction in me when I think that in our example that a guy can come from Nigeria with nothing. Make ten trillion dollars, and then you want to tell him what to do with that money. Well, not what to do, no, but what not, what what not to do. You're, just, not you're to just setting do. limits with what he can do. It's kind of like Same the big. Difference, well, it's bro. different no, than it telling isn't. someone what to do. It's different than no, commanding dude. them. Saying I don't want you to. Maybe it's this simple. You can't donate money outside of your, your jurisdictions. You can donate in the federal elections. You can donate in your county, your state, your city. But if you live in New York, you can't donate to California. You live in Los Angeles, you can't donate to AOC. Maybe that's one solution we can do. I don't care if you've got a hundred billion dollars and you want to buy a, a, I don't care if you're Elon Musk. In fact, I think Elon Musk is great. I'm stoked he's building Starbase City and building Starship and want to go to Mars. That is why it's awesome that meritocracy works. I'm not saying we should stop Elon Musk from doing that. I'm saying so as long as they're doing what you want them to do, with as the long as they're not subverting the will of the people and taking away people's rights. All right. We're pretty good. There's on a that pretty part. fine line between subverting the will of the people and influencing the will of the people. I know it's a difficult problem, yeah. but I think Tom Steyer going into a district where you've got, you know, 60 percent Republicans who believe in guns and then he floods the, the media with a bunch of fallacious arguments about gun rights and lies we shouldn't have an AR-15. It's a weapon of war, which it's literally not. And then people say, well, I want to ban a weapon of war. Or AOC, who calls Trump's, uh, actually Obama's migrant uh, uh, detention centers, concentration camps, blames Trump for it, and then claims under Biden, there's no migrant crisis. These people are manipulating the ignorant. They're manipulating the people who don't have the time or resources to follow the news to gain power from them. Are there ultra rich people that have done good with their money and their choices? I guess Elon Musk building spaceships. Yeah. So what we're not we're not saying this is a, a issue of people being ultra rich. We're saying it's an issue of dickheads being ultra rich. It's an issue of the people who have tons of money specifically shutting down the entire district in the, and the will of the majority because they have money and they can. You're talking about politics, specifically integrating politics. politics. Yeah. You could have a billionaire from California give a YouTuber in Connecticut a million dollars a video to talk about gun rights to get people in Florida to vote for it. So but that's right. We, we believe in open and free commerce among the states. I mean, that's but like part of America. This is also why it's our a political... challenge. Yeah. And I said, I don't think there's an easy answer. And that's why I don't think on the on the whole of things, just blindly taxing the rich means anything. Yeah. Right. I but, think. But it's interesting that we've narrowed it down now. It's not about being ultra rich. It's not about being ultra rich and doing what you want with your money. It's being ultra rich and doing no offense, and doing what Tim thinks is not well, the right thing with the money. That's, that's not setting true at all. limitations with your money. You can't do care. whatever you want with money. I, don't I can't care. hire armed bodyguards to go murder you. There's laws against that. I don't care if they're conservatives who are pro gun or they're liberals who are anti gun. I don't think people in California with a billion dollars should spend twenty five million dollars in a small Virginian county to <clears throat> in impose their will on the people who live so, there. So you think that uh, it's like a billionaire from Texas who sees that the Second Amendment rights in Virginia are teetering. If he sent money to Virginia to run a pro two A campaign, you would be opposed to that. Absolutely mm -hmm. wrong. 
The people who live in Virginia are the ones who decide how they want to live. And when so if a Virginia, I'm sorry, if a Virginia resident was like, hey, I need some help running this political campaign. Please, people send me money. I want to promote 2A in my state. You would oppose that yes. person from, yes. from saying, yes. from soliciting donations yes. from people. Out of state. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. AOC hmm. only exists that's, as that's a, big as a, time, bro. That's big time. And I've I've always maintained that position. Yeah. Oka- I've said repeatedly, Ocasio Cortez only wins because she gets money from Hollywood, from from these these major blue districts, where because she's active online, I bet the people who live in New York don't even agree with her for the most part. But she's able to rally a ton of people because here's what happens: you've got one person in every city who's a wacko cultist. And they have no power on their own where they live. One of their wacko cultists goes online and says, hey, wacko cultist, give me money. And then all of these different states and cities of wacko cultists flood money to this person. And now wacko cultists can run campaigns where they're like, I'm the good person. Vote for me. And then they win. Congratulations. That's how you get a wacko cultist who no one actually supported and had no merit or influence. What you're saying, you're, you're saying that the people of that jurisdiction have no agency. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're saying that they are all simply persuaded by money. And that Do you they, know how many votes AOC got? I have no idea. She she barely cracked 20%, I think, of her district. But it was enough to win. It was enough to influence people who don't know who she is and what she represents because they run BS propaganda to win so, that's empowered by other extremists in other parts of the country. I mean, it sounds to me it's just like, you know, do it better Do what is better? the answer. Advocate for your political position better. Raise money better. Create more alliances in a better way. Become more powerful. That's what you're saying, basically. The country that we have right now Come is on, basically- Come on, shouldn't we say people should just, in order to fight power, shouldn't we say to them, become more powerful, not chop off the legs of the powerful? Sometimes. If the Sometimes race is you gotta determined break by monopolies. specifically 10 people, you are not going to crack that. And when you have 328.2 million people or whatever, and they are living under the rules of fringe extremist lunatics- you call him, you, 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 hey, Bill Gates, he's got, he worked really hard and he made all this money. The dude also believes some dumb things and he does dumb things too, like any other person. We don't want oligarchs. I don't want to live under oligarchy. I think regular people should vote and there should be the electoral college. It's brilliant. Jurisdictional elections, local elections, brilliant. But what happens when a handful of billionaires Flood the zone with fake news, with lies and manipulation. What happens when NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN claim Donald Trump is a Russian agent and then he loses re-election? And what happens then when gas skyrockets or when the economy falters or we get a crisis at the border? You see, the problem is a bunch of billionaires stood up and said, we hate Trump because he's bad for us. And now we're dealing with a wave of problems two months in to Joe Biden's presidency. That's the problem, because if it was an honest press, And if we didn't have these people manipulating for their own personal whims, they're individuals. A centralized network is not nearly as powerful as a decentralized network because there's it's a fault point. If you have 100,000 computers and one fails, you still got all those other computers operating. That's 999,000. That's right. And now because we have (laughs) a small handful of billionaires who are manipulating the market and media, one person with stupid ideas can get sodas and guns banned for everybody else. And people don't want to live that way. I hear you. And I appreciate the vigorous debate on this. There's clearly no clear answer on this. It's tough because at at once we're we're saying we believe in meritocracy. Come to America. Do a great job. Get yours. Do your hustle. 
But what we're also saying is hustle too good, create too good of a network, make too many friends, and chop your knees well, off. Well, in the beginning, the founding fathers really want to keep money out of it, and you couldn't spend your own money on politics. And then at some point, some I don't remember who couldn't it was. Couldn't spend your own money yeah, on politics? Yeah, it, it you were very limited on what you could spend of your own fortune on it. And one guy was like, I want to take a train around the country and, and campaign, but I, can't, I want to use my own money. Why can't I use my own money to pay for these train rides? And they're like, yeah, you're right. So they re-legislate. I brought this story up a few times, and I really should figure out the exacts on it. But as far as I can tell, that's what happened. And then they changed the law partway in after the United States had already been around for a while so that you could start spending your own fortune. And then, of course, things like Look, uh, Citizens United and things and unlimited, almost unlimited amounts of money that can now be spent. I, yeah. was, I was watching The Outer Limits. And there was... Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I wasn't watching. I was watching Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. That show's amazing. You ever watch that with Jonathan Frakes <laughs> in the 90s? Not, I have not. I just, I just watched you sure TV. it wasn't the 80s? No. I, I just post, watched TV from the late 90s, Star apparently. Trek. Uh, I'm watching Commander this. Riker, F- by the way. FX2. I'm watching this because Amazon recommended it because they apparently like, think I like late 90s shows, which I do. Get out of here. And there's an episode where it's about a deaf rock star, like an old rock musician who, who's losing his hearing. And he works in a shop. And I'm just watching this guy in the small brick and mortar guitar shop. And I'm thinking there, it would be extremely difficult for this guy to become a billionaire running a small town music shop. Maybe after 10 years of a brick and mortar music shop, he might have saved up enough for a second location in another city. But it's, there, there are some industries that just make it much more easy to move quickly, especially in digital information. You can grow fast, you can market fast, and you can succeed. I do think, you know, the right, you know, a kind of mentality and the right work ethic, and you can make a national chain of, you know, guitar shops or something like that. But I'm looking at this guy. He wakes up every day. He works really hard, and he makes a few hundred bucks. His opinion is meaningless. His vote is nearly meaningless because one guy who, you know, you know how Bill Gates made his money? He got the government to adopt MS-DOS. Well, first he kind of swiped he, DOS. He, yeah, he bought it off a guy. Yeah. He bought it off a guy and he paid him for it. Then he went to IBM and said, I want a royalty on all these things. Yeah. And because of that, and because of the widespread adoption of a new technology and with an operating system, he got cash. And then he got, you know, he, he, he developed the, the Windows operating system, which was great. And uh, he, he got a bunch of money for it. And now the opinion of all these people who run brick and mortar computer shops doesn't matter anymore because he can just dump money in it so that their opinions don't, don't matter in their, in their political elections. He can make sure that when all of these politicians spend most of the time fundraising desperate to get the ability to influence their votes and get their ideas out, you get lies, deception, duplicitous behavior, and billionaires backing it. And so what happens is you end up with rich people who are like, I'd rather get that one big, you know, contribution from Bill Gates than to speak to my constituents and ask them what, what, what they need. The internet has changed things. Populism came about because the internet allowed people to actually talk with their constituents on a grand scale and influence them without the need for these big special interest donors. They don't like it. They want it back. They're banning people because of it. And I'll be damned if I have to live in a country where some billionaire can impose cult-like racist critical race theory over my schools and institutions, and my opinion won't matter. You know, I firmly believe— So I don't know what the solution is. Well, the term billionaire in the future is going to be like you have a billion people following you. That's going to be the future of the billionaire because with the way inflation is going especially, it's just a thought I had. Back to the Fed. You know, an hour ago, I was like, you sound like John Galt. Now I'm like, yo, I'm going galt on this conversation. Right. Dude. Well, I'll like, tell you this: you, 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 we, we get into it long enough, and then sooner or later we're going to be talking about the millionaires and the millionaires and the Fed and dictators yeah, and right. Rome and all mixed up. In oh, the you're one. speaking my love language. I, 
<laughs> Thank you, Jack. I love you. Jack Murphy. The, 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 the problem with Bitcoin. the influence <laughs> and manipulation in politics, I don't think is is going to be a particularly easy thing to solve in no, any capacity. I know. Because just taxing the rich doesn't solve the problem. No. Giving the government money doesn't solve the problem. And you might we might need a sweeping overhaul to how we handle our elections in general in a lot of ways, particularly, you know, voter ID and security and things like that. The problem is if you own an oil refinery, it would be saying you're not allowed to influence people, but if you own uh, CNN, you are. And therein lies the big problem. What, what, you what, would incentivize what, people to just buy media companies. That's what I was just going to say. Right. What if you come here, you make a billion dollars, you start a media company, and all of your programming is anti-2A? It's basically what it is. But how, do you support that or not? That's, all day that, long, they're broadcasting anti-2A fiction shows, I don't, I don't sitcoms. I think they're allowed to do it. And, and therein lies the, the real problem with like the Citizens United ruling and the, you know, the billionaire spending money on, on super PACs and things like that is that it's their free speech right to do it. I don't know what the solution is. I, I don't. And, and maybe that's just the problem. I can point out a problem and I can't solve it. And you know what? Um, maybe we need to sit down and have a long conversation with a lot of people and try and map out how we make sure that some, some, you know, 40 year old dad with two kids who had his job on the Keystone pipeline and lost it because of the manipulation of the media has his rights and his voice heard. Because you know what happens if you don't? You see that video where the guy is ranting to the city hall about the lockdowns, and he's like, you just wait and see what happens when we get sick and tired of this stuff. People people eventually just say no. If their voice is not being respected and not being heard, eventually they just say no. And you know what? The rich people know this. That's why, you know, they did this movement where like, we're going to give away all our wealth. And they set up nonprofits that they control and put their money in that and then claim they gave their money away. You have to aggressively participate in politics they don't it doesn't just come to you it's not just a bonus that you get in your side pocket whenever you have to go for it like back in athens you had to go to athens and sit there for days and be part of it. you had to leave your job it cost you money but the value outweighed and for a lot of people the loss and it's the same today you need to spend hours online communicating if you want to influence and you don't have the money so the stakes are different now yeah. right it, i think it used to be perfectly rational to be ignorant about politics because the fact that the chance that you could, the, the the calculus is like, can you affect the outcome versus like the effect the outcome has on you, right? And the and the the the, the calculus was such that it was rational to be ignorant. I kind of am getting the sense now that that it is it is irrational to remain ignorant because the consequences outweigh or have just grown so much that the the balance is now out of whack. And yes, we all need to take a much more active participation in you politics, but. I have such sympathy for like regular people, dads and moms working 50 hours with a 45 minute commute on either end, coming home, trying to hustle up something onto the dinner table. I know I have three kids. I know what it's like. Hustle up something on the dinner table. Take, you know, oh, kids, you got some homework to do. Oh my God, it's freaking 930 bedtime and everybody's got to get up and out the door to school again the next day. Dude, the days in the weeks and the years, they go by, they just melt. You only have two weeks of vacation. You get off Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I mean, how can anyone be expected to participate in politics with the level of knowledge that it takes in order to be a rational player, well, much less have influence? So what happens is at a certain point, you have enough money where you never have to work again. All Most people never reach that point. Exactly. Yes. So maybe the fringe extreme minority who do should have some restriction. Maybe it's you can only donate to the to, in the elections in which you are constituent. Maybe that's phase one. I mean, it always means, did bother me terribly so to to hear about uh, local uh, elections, not even state 
local elections where they they fuel fun, uh, phone banks with people from out of state. Yep. And they are they're the ones calling people in this little local jurisdiction to try to get things done. That that does seem AOC disproportionate. I'm not going to say it's wrong did because you, we have our rights to free speech and private property in America. Did you know that AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, the squad members overwhelmingly received their donations from outside their districts? At least they did in 2018. There was like uh, I, I think m- maybe it was Rashida Tlaib who was like the outlier actually. But I, I believe AOC received relatively few donations from her own district. Yeah. And then with that, she's able to win in that district because she can run ads and commercials. And of course, these people aren't honest. None of them are Republican or Democrat. They do the same thing. So if we're not having legitimate elections where regular people are having communicate are talking to each other at, you know, in city hall or on social media, and instead commercials are being flooded on their TVs from progressive billionaires, then are they really being represented as they, you know, no. It's just, it's just not reality. You know, we, we talked about something interesting where we had, we had Cassandra on the show and she said, these people at these, in these schools in like Virginia will hear a school board member say, Hey, I want to get more buses for your kids. So they vote for it. And then as soon as those people get in, they reveal that they're, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter critical race theorists or whatever. And their full agenda is to teach the 1619 project. And I'm like, you know, I think you mentioned elections based on an individual's presentation of a smart contract. Mm-hmm. Here are the things that I propose. Will you vote for me to implement these things and nothing outside of them? Have a full, rep, you know, uh, policy position uh, po- proposal. So I was like, maybe if someone deviates from what they proposed, you just get rid of them. The problem is, it's how politics work. When we saw all those moderates win in 2018 to give the Democrats the House, they were like, vote for me and I won't play culture war politics. I will get you kitchen table issues, health care, the economy. I will fight for you. And everyone said, please, finally. And so they did. And instead of doing that, they said, I don't know, whatever Pelosi says, she wants to impeach Trump. Yeah, I actually thought literally vote for smart contracts instead of politicians. Like, just do away with the politicians. Let's represent ourselves with smart contracts that we yay or nay on. No, they'll, could, they'll implement immediately if they get the votes. There could be politicians. But they get corrupted, well, especially the, the, by money. The point I'm saying is they'll present to you, like, here's a list of all of the things I want to do, and here's a list of the things I oppose. In office, I will fight specifically for these things. And so that gives them a lot of leeway. They can be like, well, look, I'm opposing this by, by doing this thing. But it would have some restrictions. If they say they oppose something, they have to oppose it. But then what if something new? I well, I guess say, what if new, something novel comes up? Okay, but that could be step two, but I like this. Yeah. That way, when people Something. are like, I'm going to fight for, for health care and reform, when they get in, if they say, okay, I'm not doing that anymore, you can be like, uh-uh-uh. And that's, no, no, no. that's tricky with like earmarks and bills that get things attached, because if they support 99% of something and then something goes in that violates their smart contract, they can't vote on it. But say well, I'll tell you, a smart contract that totally restricts a politician's behavior is analogous to direct democracy. Not totally. Not totally. Right. That's why see, I'm saying they would have a lot of a, lo- a lot of leeway to justify their positions so long as they're fighting in a specific And direction. this argument actually just raised a very interesting example in my mind that if a, if a politician bound by a smart contract based on a vote is analogous to direct democracy, then not having the smart contract is basically saying that we need to give our politicians leeway to do what we don't want them to do. <laughs> No, I'm not following. It, what we're saying is we're revealing the fact that our system enables politicians to behave in a way opposite to yeah. the way we intended them. That to. is 100 percent right. true. They're not. Right. They're not actively representatives. They're right. not representing properly. So we yeah. need a system that does. Yeah. Now we don't need people to be there. We can have like points of access where we can all vote for this point of access to serve a function, and that can be a smart contract. 
So you don't need the representatives. We still have lawmakers that write laws and stuff. The citizens could do that as well. Did you, you said did you, you weren't a populist. Did you see I that? Uh, there was like, wasn't there an event where one of the Koch brothers and George Soros did this thing together on hate speech? Uh, I couldn't tell you. There was like some event where it was like, wow, look at that. They're coming together. Because when Donald Trump won as a populist fighting for the working class, the billionaires and the millionaires, not all of them, but many of them were like, we're Democrats now. And Vox.com reported the Democratic Party has become the party of the wealthy elites. So I look at who's dumping all this money in and very little of it comes from white, right, right wing billionaires. And it's just the craziest thing to me that the people who like, well, for one, it's funny that the left, the liberals who are supposed to be in favor of regulating corporations are saying, but my private business, but that makes sense. They're winning politically. But then you have people on the right, you know, people at Reason, for instance, the, the ah. Libertarian magazine, who are like private companies should be able to do what they want. Anyway, all right, let's go to Super Chats because yes. we, we pushed a little bit. If you haven't already, smash the like button. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Hear us argue a lot more over at TimCast.com. <laughs> and uh, share the show if you really do like it because it, it helps tremendously. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review. We are now going to read comments from you. Jack Murphy Live YouTube hit sub on and I just want to say this has been very fun, you guys. Oh, it's yeah. Been good. yeah. All right. It's the fam. We're fams back together. Love it. it. Yeah. All right. We got Enlightened Worm. He says, I'm a listener from early 2020 and resident of San Diego. Children that illegally crossed into the U.S. are being given in-person classes while San Diegan children are still atrophying in Zoom classes. Oh, yep. And this is enabled by the millionaires and the billionaires in this country. No, it's and enabled by the constitutional ruling that says that the students have to be served if they show up at the front door of the school, period. So the students who are going on Zoom are just choosing not to go to school? I mean, they open up a policy in every jurisdiction. I've looked at it. There's a lottery. There's application. And usually, actually, they have trouble filling the seats in some jurisdictions. But illegal immigrants get served at the door at the door of the schoolhouse is as soon as they show up because they can't ask. All right. Matthew Hammond says, would Timcast IRL receive a strike if Trump was a guest or would the video just be taken down like Alex Jones? By the way, Jack Murphy is awesome. I was going to say, hey, Matt Hammond. <laughs> so just if we had Trump on the show, YouTube would not give us a strike. However, knowing what Donald Trump would say, we would be outright banned, most likely. No, we'd get a strike. I was feeling that, too. If, if we interviewed Trump, I know for nice. a fact he would start saying a bunch yeah, of things that would use get us, it. He'd use this trouble. show. To yeah. his, no. his, he would. He'd trash this Trump show to get, no, get ahead. No, 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 He's no, an opportunist. That's, no, absolutely not. Oh, I did Trump would say what he's always said yeah. and express his opinion as he's always stated them, and that would get he us He doesn't banned. care about the networks he's on. I am literally not saying that. Oh, I am. Yeah, okay. Now, to we make my point, <laughs> Donald Trump would be asked a question. He would calmly and reasonably answer it, and that opinion is banned on YouTube. The opinion is wrong. Interesting. The voice Brian, is wrong. Malone says, Tim, do you believe that there is going to be a mass exodus from Minneapolis in the coming weeks? What uh, what do you think is going to be the city's response? I don't know if there will be a mass exodus, but uh, <laughs> you're in Minneapolis. Wow, you're brave. You're real brave. There's not going to be an outcome to this that results in not riots. Hey, I just can't see by it. the way, is there a murder three charge in Minneapolis? Didn't you mention that before? They brought that back against, are they, uh, are, against Chauvin. So they're using murder three as well as a charge. Yeah. And that's which if, I still don't see likely if if he's present and not responsible for the death, but his actions no. contributed to it. What's if that? he was considered to be reasonably negligent in in some kind of force against another person that resulted in their death, like second degree murder is you intended to hurt them and then they died. First degree is like you wanted to kill him. And third degree is you are, you know, he was in your custody. You were taking action against him using force. He died. There was no intent to cause harm or whatever, but you did kill him. Uh, actually, that might be manslaughter. 
But uh, uh, I, I think they added that because they're hoping they can get something. But listen, anything short of murder one, and they're going to burn the city down. And he wasn't charged with murder one. So I was thinking on my way up here, maybe I should go to Minneapolis, Ooh. get some footage, just to, just to witness. And then I started thinking also, I got a text from one of my sources, MPD, DC MPD today. And he's like, we're gearing up for another hot summer. Yep. Yeah. It's just, you know, the weather. The weather is changing, man. Crazy. Yeah. And crime in DC has been so high through the winter. Now that the summer's coming, it's going to just go even through the roof. We're back to 19, early 1990s murder rates in D.C. If you wow. thought 2020 was bad. Right? I mean, 2020 part two. Here comes the never-ending year. Yeah. 2025 baby. Again. Decade. It's, so I've been covering unrest for a decade, and what happens is people don't go outside when it rains, and they certainly don't go outside when it's cold. There you go. So once it gets warm... This stuff lights up all night, crazier and crazier. Yeah, all night. There's more. There's more daylight. People are more active. It They're more be energized. Burning man all year, baby. And they go out uh. well, all summer. All right. Roberto Lara <laughs> says follow up from yesterday. If any political party wants 16 year olds to vote, then also give them the right to own their firearms to prove they're responsible. BMO uh, BMO from Adventure Time, season seven, episode 17. Angel Face owns a rifle. His response: I'm old enough to vote. Really? Did BMO say that? That's kind of funny. We had a long conversation about that before the show, I think, We're talking about younger people and how people are growing up faster with access to the internet. I don't think we even touched on that well on air. Yeah, but at the same time, adolescence is extended and maturity is yeah. longer. I feel like the nation is getting less mature by the day. More intelligent, yeah. less less mature. Who's All right. getting more intelligent? <clears throat> well, that access to information. That doesn't remember. make you smart. All right, Chris Rower says. I'll fight you. If you want to beat big tech, then buy their stock with voting rights. Then you can vote out their BODs and replace them with a board that will put an end to their antics. The GameStop revolution proves that with enough people, you can beat big tech. Sounds like a libertarian entered the chat. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Cannonballer says, new member here, a little off topic, but I think you have Bitcoin. Do you invest in other crypto? Thanks for all you and your team does. The only crypto I'm interested in is Ethereum and Bitcoin. There's, I've, I have a bunch of other cryptos randomly that I don't remember how or why, but they're there. But <laughs> Ethereum is, is amazing revolutionary tech. Bitcoin is the first in best dressed store of digital value. And there's a whole bunch of ERC20 tokens and ish coins that are like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm pretty liberal with my purchases. You can read their white papers. If you want to go to any specific crypto, look for their white paper and read it. And you can get the ethos of the creation of the token. That gives you a lot of ideas about which ones to follow for the long term. What's your uh, what's your allocation Bitcoin Ethereum? It's like eighty five percent Ethereum, fourteen mm. percent Bitcoin, one percent else. Ethereum doubled. Wow, yeah, I'm, exactly. a, I'm fifty fifty. Maybe I'm up in the Ethereum. Ethereum's allocation. hot. Yep. Ethereum is the smart, crazy new tech. Like yep. they saw Bitcoin and they're like, dude, and then they improved upon it greatly. So a, a lot of these websites that offer up tokens, it's built mm. off of Ethereum technology. Yep, brilliant. Stephen Decker says. Have Steven Crowder on the Timcast and Dave, no, and Dave Landau too. Okay, great. Steven, come on the show. We'd yeah, love to have Dave, you. Let's go. <laughs> Dave, come with him. Chris, uh, Christopher Knowles says, Jack is pre LSD and post steroids vermin supreme. <laughs> All right. Wow. These things I don't know. Are you familiar also, with vermin's work? No. He runs for president occasionally. Yeah, yeah. He has a boot on his head. Yep. And okay. his position is a pony-based economy. Everyone has to brush their teeth. Everyone has to brush their teeth. Yes. And he, he would solve the energy crisis by powering the country with zombies on treadmills. Oh. Because zombies just Rick keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right? Know? Exactly. Uh, he says, also, why are the Greens the only third-party alternative for us lib-lefts? Huh. Peace and prosperity. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and, and it's just... 
They're all woke. Like, is there like a libertarian left, like not woke party that's just basically wants to like chill outside on the porch with like chickens running around, but just like share the tomatoes from the garden, not sell them? It's just not not tenable. We need more aggressive politicians. I I don't think I think I don't think libertarian left scales up to a form of government. I just don't see it. There's just no way you do it. It's like libertarian, a libertarian. If the entire country of the U.S. was libertarian left, some guy would like walk in and just like. A violate the rights of an individual or start building things around a certain area and you'd be like hey man can you please not do that and he'd be like i'm gonna do it anyway and you'd be like well he doesn't agree with us what do we do and then the lib right guy walks in and goes i've got a big old pile of gold please stop and the guy goes deal and then leaves and he sells <laughs> the land to him because there's there, there it's very difficult for lib lefts you have to get cooperation and if you go to somebody who's building something you don't like because it's like maybe going to block the sun or harm you know your crop something what are you going to do to convince him to agree with you? If it doesn't benefit him, he's going to say, no, I don't need what you have and I don't agree. And I'm not part of your, I'm not part of your community and you can't use force against me. The lib right people have money. The lib left people just try and get you to agree. Like, So are you in favor of uh, property zoning? Land you, use restrictions? Would you be upset if somebody bought the property in front of you and built a 3,000 foot skyscraper here or a nuclear power plant? Mm, no, probably I would be, not. You, you wouldn't be upset it. by that. I don't think so. Oh, it's uh, horrible. When people start construction next door to you, it's the worst. Yeah, but what if what if someone install a chemical plant right in your front yard in in mm. in, the, in, the, in the lots right up here? It just depends on what the chemical, what, which chemicals it is, and <laughs> there would have to be uh, like I, I believe environmental regulations. Yeah. So it's like if it you was, don't you don't think that they should be like here's where we put the houses and over here's where we put the oh, I think that industry makes sense. industry. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I'm just saying I don't think I would be yeah you know, been out of shape. I mean, I we, we got a lot of property here, so it would be like kind of far away. Right. right. I, I know, but, but I was it, thinking it could still impact the water. It could still impact a lot of things. So I, I do think zoning makes sense. Yeah. Like that, that's why I think at the end of it, I become mostly just a regular old liberal because I'm like, you need to have these arrangements and some people don't agree, but you have to enforce them. So yeah. there has to be some authority, although I'm mostly still in the, you know, liberal, libertarian left quadrant. All right. Let's see what we got. We got too many super chats. J Max says there are no bad tactics, only bad targets. Look for those that have no principles and never take your eyes off of them. Let's see. Grant Saigan says, my brother Brent Brent Saigan, you and your cronies have been bullying me to become a member. It finally worked. Grant, Grant, we found you. Nice job, dude. (laughs) It finally worked. I know you do this show for my respect. That's right. But can now now do it for my money, too. (laughs) Healing begins by bullying one another over minutia. Never hang up the beanie. Correct. I love that this has come full circle and we, we, we got to go through all. So if those aren't familiar, Brent was, was posting in super, super chats like, tell my brother Grant, he must sign up. And so we were yelling at him and then he super chatted. So it's all fun. So boom. Grant and Brett. Yes. Brent, sorry. Luke T says, thanks for, for everything you do, you guys do at Timcast. I love Colonel West, Daniel Turner. Always love Jack as a guest. Keep up the great work. Y'all are making a difference. Thank you. I mean, we're just, Having conversations, and yeah, I think you know, important. for a lot of people, it's a it's a good conversation, and we're trying to work out these ideas. So you know, appreciate it. Charlie says, Charles Thompson, letter to Ben Franklin, seventeen seventy four. We are on a precipice, and then two years later, they were like, "Let's sign it, baby." <laughs> All right, we got another from J Mac. He says, "I was told by an executive at a large banking brand that they have the moral right to cease business with anyone for any stated reason or non stated reason." We have ceded too much of our lives to the machine, to corporations, and to the government. We've bartered self-governance for convenience. Yep. Tim Freeburn says, I'd love to see Jack Murphy defend the argument, libertarianism is dead in the internet age with Dave Smith. 
How about we have Dave Smith come on and we can have That'd a fun, yeah. debate. Let's do it. Debate. He's great. Just let Twitter do its thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had Dave Smith on before. <laughs> Dr. Doctor says there are two types of people in this world. Those who run away from a fire and those who run towards the fire to put it out. People need to be honest with themselves about what kind of person they are because no one wants a flaky hero. Be the person people need, not want. It's like a Batman thing, isn't it? Mark <laughs> Dixon, thank you for the super chat. Man, we got a bunch of massive super chats. What is it, payday? Wow. Joe Hawk says, Tim, you misunderstand laissez-faire capitalism. The mainstream media is corrupt. Is the answer having government regulate news media? Or is the answer creating cool and interesting content with integrity that creates culture? Your solution is laissez-faire capitalism. It's just not absolute. You know, laissez-faire is basically, what is that, like no-holds-barred capitalism, essentially? Hands off. I I don't agree with that. I think there do have to be some regulations, but perhaps not on media. Perhaps people need to be able to build and develop culture. But when I say, you know, when I'm talking about laissez-faire capitalism, I'm meaning like maybe people shouldn't dump, you know, sewage into our drinking water. You know what I mean? Tim, you're not even in favor of personal property rights, so you're not much in favor of laissez-faire. In what way I'm not in favor of Rich guys can't spend their money how they want. You said that 50 times. Will you like build a skyscraper next door? No, to, to help people run political campaigns or so that's buy one TV. Thing. Okay, that's that's Can an people abri- buy drugs. That's an abrogation. Do you, of- do, you, do you think people should be able to buy like know, Abrams tanks for themselves and drive around in them? Um, I mean, I am pretty shall not infringe. So let, let, let's see. Do you think that uh, a guy- I didn't say that I was? I just was talking about your context. The fact Earlier, that, we were that, talking that, about that, abridging personal property rights by you by said, limiting the way billionaires I, can spend their money. You said I don't support uh, personal property rights simply because I said I don't think billionaires should influence elections that would strip the voice of the working class. It's very different from saying eat the rich and seize all of their wealth and then buy boats with it or something. No, I think. Bill Gates should be able to have his mega yacht and fly around the world in his helicopters. And I think he shouldn't be dumping money into elections to ban my guns from me because I need them. Yeah. And all the leftists are like, you don't need guns. What if 30 to 50 feral hogs storm on my property? Uh, all I'm arguing here is this person's chicken. assertion was that you're a laissez-faire economics type. And, oh, I, right. and I'm saying, no, we've clearly no, established that we can decide what people can do with their money. Yeah, I think uh, I've always maintained that I was like fairly center left. And it's funny because what happens is the grifters on on Twitter, they're not going to make any money if they post a video of me fervently defending getting the billionaires out of the political system. They're not going to show that one. They won't. They won't. They're going to show the one like, you know, about me saying, like, people should have the right to bear arms. And then these leftists on Twitter who don't watch the show are going to be like, Tim Pool's a right wing nut job. And I'm literally like, tax the rich. Yeah. I mean, seize the endowments. You're basically a commie. That's my takeaway from today. I joke that all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, but, the, but there's the, so much more work to be done here, Ian. The issue <laughs> is communication. The issue is realism. <laughs> it, 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 what, what is the idea? That's a good political party, the realist party. It literally took a billionaire to run to get a populist in office. He had to be a billionaire to do it, and he had all this money, and he borrowed some money, and he knew how to play the media. How would a regular person who wants to fight for the people beat all of these far left? Like, come on, dude, Mark Cuban defending China. That's the guy who is stripping away your voice when he floods your market with political ads to support banning gun rights and sending your jobs to China. So there's a problem there. You know, I I, look, we can talk about solutions, but, you know, definitely. All right. Mark Mark Dixon says, Mm -hmm. hello, Tim. I am the former president of Whole Foods Market. Wow. Just discovered you and Jack is uh, discovered you and Jack is demand. Keep up the great work, my brothers. Cool. Very Uh, cool. Sounds fun working for Whole Foods, huh? 
the president of Whole Foods Market. Former president. Former president of Whole Foods Market. Cool That's gig. Wow. Yeah. Marcus Carter says we're getting rid of career politicians at shortingdc.org. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. There you go. Someone retracted a big super chat. Appreciate that, but Mark Andrews says first they came first they came for the socialists, then they came for the trade unionists, then they came for the Jews, then they came for me. Famous poem. Yep. Corey Johan says, Tim and especially Ian, I recommend checking out the book Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. It's a good one. Really? Oh, oh you haven't read that? No. Oh, dude. You got read it tomorrow it morning. It's about two hundred and eighty pages, I think. Is it literally about people crashing? I'm sorry. That was my dad joke just coming out. Uh, it's on, about man. memes. It's about virtual reality. It's about oh, this cool. contagious spread of ideas, mimetic contagion. It's about uh, um, uh, uh, cloistered homes and, and, and suburban enclaves with their own military and own police cool. forces. It's very interesting. It's very prescient. I believe it's from the late 80s or early 90s. I don't know. I get them both confused here. All right. Rick Ortiz says, please get Crowder, Landau, and Hodge sisters on. That way you can kick out Ian. Rip Luke. Ooh, that's oh, fighting words. Well, you know, if you have three guests on, I do step yeah, out. So, I mean, if Crowder, Lando, and the Hodge twins were going to come on the show, I'd I happily take probably, the night off. We, we, we don't got a lot of cameras. I, I don't even think we have enough cameras for all of no, them as it is. Yeah. I'll leave a super chat. <laughs> but I mean, dude, if if all of those you know individuals were like, Tim, we're coming on your show, I'd be like, clear the schedule. Yeah, let's do it. We have to figure something out. All right, let's see. Sage Stiltner? Stiltner? Yeah. BLM belt loops matter. Okay. What, what does that mean? No, no. That was a uh, subliminal yeah. message. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't read Snow Crash. I love this. Never I love heard this. Of it. Tom Cruise. Well, seven Om Cruise. I guess Tom Cruise says, Tim is John Galt. Luke is Ragnar Danisjold. Malice is Francisco Danconia. Jack is Hank Reardon. Peterson is Hugh Axton. I'm pretty sure after all of that ranting I just did, I am not John Galt. I don't think so. <laughs> no, definitely not. Hank Reardon. Reardon Steel. Hmm. Matt L. says, Tim believes in blank slate theory. No, I just think no. that there's kind of a mix of nature and nurture. Yeah. And I think, you know, anybody who's trying to argue one or the other is missing big pieces of the picture. Yeah, that's that backed up by genetics, too. All right. Lateral Shane, and horizontal gene translation. Shane Drewley says, hey, Tim, I'm thinking of running for Congress in Michigan as a libertarian. Any tips on how to get my name out there? And if I get the nomination, what do I have to do to get on the show? Oh. Um, I don't know. And I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, I'm not a fan of, you know, I, I, I have donated to people who are, whose districts I don't live in. And I've addressed it on the show specifically as it sucks. I don't like the idea. But what do we do? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like Ron Paul. He ran how many how many terms did Ron Paul serve? Like eleven or something, some ridiculous number of terms. And he was like, "We got to put term limits on Congress." And they would say, "Yeah, but you've served all these terms." And he's like, "Great. Once I get this done, I'm out." Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I probably won't be donating to people in any capacity. It was like, it was around the time I was thinking about AOC and how she was winning, and I was donating to some people, and I talked about it on one of the segments i'm like i probably don't i don't like the idea of doing that i probably won't do it again I mean, the, this brings back that definition of billionaire being having a billion followers you could make a video and say this person is a better politician Five hundred thousand views that's more valuable than a hundred million uh, maybe not a hundred million a million five hundred thousand views from it's you earned earned media on youtube yes. is a thing yeah. billionaires will pay you millions of dollars to say that kind of thing so we're it's at actually, a very weird it's actually point much more nefarious than that they don't even need to do that what the billionaires do is they'll hire people who already believe what they want said. They're not paying them to say it. They're like, hey, I saw that really great article you wrote. Would you like a job? 
That way they make sure you can keep doing it and keep pumping out that influence. It's a dirty game. But it's also just kind of the way the system works. Popularity. It's, a very, it's, a very, it's very difficult uh, to navigate. Popularity contest. I just, like, I guess it's utopian of me to believe in this vision of, of a world where the working class are equally represented and honestly represented, and an honest media is informing them of their rights and what's mm-hmm. happening in the world yeah. so they can make the, the, the appropriate decisions. Instead, what we get are industrialists, corporatists masquerading as conservatives to trick people into giving their rights to them. And that was what we had, you know, a couple decades ago. And now we're in the era, era of the moral authoritarian cultists in the Democratic Party who lie to people and claim that everyone else is racist so that they give up their power to them as well. And that's the way the political system works. I think what we're trying to square here is like you want to give the middle class opportunity to change their status. You want a meritocracy, but like maybe not so much. I kind of just want like if there's 10 people. And six of them all agree, like, listen, we had a conversation about the gun thing. We think everyone should be allowed to keep their guns. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's just the way we're going to be running things. That makes sense. Instead, what we get is there's 10 people and there's a debate going on about guns. And then some billionaire drops this mega movie production commercial where it's like, did you know that everyone who's ever owned a gun has died? Well, sometimes Facts. guns you have, are evil. You have 10 people, five of them are like, we need to blow up the buildings. We need to get rid of this stuff. And then the other two are like, yeah, I guess you guys are right. And one of them's like, listen, I've done the math. I'm the one that's feeding you the corn that I'm growing with the structure that I built. I think this, and he's the only one that thinks it, but he's the one that's feeding people. So they do what he thinks and they survive as a result. Didn't you guys ever see that episode of Family Guy Elitist. where the, the, the uh, Y2K happens and then Peter brings them to... Um, What's it? He brings them to some city in Rhode Island where they have a Twinkie factory. They build a city, right? And then Peter instructs all of the people, because he's in charge, to melt down their plumbing to make guns. And they do because somehow they can make all of these working parts from just crude piping, but sure. And then when the city finds out that Peter did this, they throw him out and burn all the guns. And then the mutant Stewies take over and kill everybody. Oh, See, they should have kept the guns. Oh, That's the kind of propaganda the 2A people need. I'm kidding. <laughs> mutant Stewies running on treadmills. The, right. the problem is the liars and the manipulation. And when you have one person who is not smarter than anybody else, maybe, maybe they are smarter, maybe they worked harder. But I think when you have 100 people who live in this rural community, and then you get some dude from New York who's never let, who made all his money off stocks and everything. And he's like, I think these people shouldn't have guns. And I'm going to use all of my money to make sure that they are manipulated into voting away their rights. I'm like, I kind of got a problem with that. Anyway, Dom Filari says, I work hard and I love what I do. Media production. I turn down jobs from people who perpetuate false narratives. I sent a few emails to you guys, but they must be under the thousands you receive. Would love to work. DomFilari.com hosts my reel. Well, I appreciate it. We'll check it out. We do have much too many emails. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got. Hapa-san says, when a generation of kids receive participation trophies and are never disciplined when wrong, they will grow into adults that demand to be given handouts or equity or will vote in representatives for it. Great talk, everybody. Mm. Absolutely. And Duka Osai says, as, an, as a Nigerian immigrant, there are several things wrong with the African-American community. Uh, I'm sorry. He says... There are several things wrong with the African-American community is lack of parental involvement and lack of community. P.S. They lived better under Jim Crow laws. So sad. Well, I'll tell you this. I can't speak to it because I did not live under Jim Crow. My family did live under these miscegenation laws and other racist laws at pre-civil rights. As for Nigerian immigrant, I can only assume that you know way better than I do. And I'll defer to your opinion. 
Well but, played, but, Tim. No, but you realize the narrative. I've, I've, I've talked about this. The narrative from Black Lives Matter is that they agree with what uh, uh, and, and Duca said. When I was covering the Ferguson riots, there was a letter being circulated that talked about how the end of segregation was a trick by the white man to force the black community into the white community where they would always be underneath the historical generational wealth of the white man. That is literally the critical race theory. That is literally the narrative of these these anti-racists. That's why they want segregation. They want to have their own space. I think that's wrong. I understand the argument, though. So certainly other people are saying it. Path of Resilience says Bill Gates stole tech from Apple. Actually, as I think it goes, they stole tech. They may have, but I know that everybody copied off of Xerox. I think Xerox invented the mouse. And there's like this famous movie I guess everyone loves talking about. It's called The Pirates of Silicon Valley, where I guess Apple copied the mouse and then made the mouse for the Apple with the graphical user interface was easier to move and control things. And then Bill Gates did it and then got, I think, no, I think Windows did it first or something. And Steve Jobs, like Bill Gates was yelling at him. I don't watch the movie. You'll, you'll see it. And he's like, you stole our idea. What is this? And he goes, actually, the way I see it is you and I both had a neighbor named Xerox <laughs> and you broke in to steal the mouse and figured out I stole it already. Yeah. Something like that. Steve Jobs <laughs> did it first. Apple yeah. did it first. And then Shadi Viceroy says, I work hard at $20 an hour and I, I'm ending up this pay period 10 some hours over Ted, 10 some odd hours overtime. I grew up in poverty. So working hard lets me buy what I want when I want to. I don't because I'm saving for when I have kids so they won't grow up how I did. Very good. Well nice. done. Yeah. Continue to instill strong work ethic. Next, next, oh, next Hendrix. I was like, next Hendrix. Oh, next Hendrix <laughs> says, Tim, I'm a, I'm a, I am a professional guitar teacher and a very good one. Your music is great and I'd love to hear more of it. I'd also like to offer you guys some free lessons to support the cause and to take your playing and songwriting to the next level. Um, maybe, perhaps, uh, I did just lay down some vocal tracks on the next song, uh, Words in a Book, which is like, it was really hard to sing. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this because I talk all day. And so I'm like, and then I skate and I'm dehydrated and tired and I'm trying to sing now. I'm trying to do too much in one day, but I think we got it. And I think this song is really good. And y'all have probably heard it before if you remember the old Friday night jam session. So yeah, check it out. Uh oh. Potato Masher says Jack is a closeted elitist. <clears throat> He was mega sus when he made that comment about girls when they are 18. IDK, what's his vibe? Here's your 20. Oh, mega sus about what? About girls who are 18 years old being like basically physically mature women. I got no problem. I'll restate that one. No sweat. All right. We'll do uh, we'll do we'll do a couple more. I'm trying to find there's a big jump in Super Chats. I want to find the one where the, the people are yelling at me saying that I'm a libtard for talking about uh, taxing the rich or whatever. But I guess it's not 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 not, not really that, you know. A whole lot of people who are. But no people that said that you were thought of. Brendan Curry. <laughs> Here we go. Jack and Tim are both correct, but neither can find the line. The line is freedom of speech. Example, Mark Zuckerberg has crossed it. He has used his money to restrict speech. Crime needs punishment. Tax him. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, there you go. It's tough. Um, when a billionaire buys an ad on YouTube and they say, I'm willing to spend a dollar every time this ad is viewed then there's no way you or I is going to get a commercial to counter that because their bid is too high. I can't afford a dollar of you. That's crazy, but they can. And they're going to laugh about it all the way to the bank. So then even if you put your ad on Google and you say, I'm willing to spend five cents per view, they're going to be like, well, we're never going to run this ad because you're just outclassed. Sorry, buddy. It's the name of the game. So cap the amount of money people can spend on ads. I don't know. Um, I think a good start is don't donate to elections in which you are not a constituent. 
which would mean the billionaires could still affect federal uh, uh, um, presidential elections, but they wouldn't be able to impact congressional elections. Because if you live in California, you ain't giving money to AOC. You know what I mean? Benjamin Rhodes says, y'all need to talk to Michael Malice again. Anarchy is the solution. Taxes and regulation can't fix anything. No government equals no bad government. Yeah, I know. But we watched the Cuyahoga River burst into flames one time. In fact, so. I'm from Cuyahoga Falls, and my father watched it with his own eyes. Wow. Crazy, right? A, a the river on fire. A flames. <laughs> it's like, what? Too much. What was that? I don't even know. Feces well, it was, or it, chemicals. No, no. A bunch of factories were, were dumping little bits in. Yeah. <clears throat> saying, it's not my fault. I only did a little bit. Akron, it's like, you realize all of you doing it made this river Start on fire. Akron is like the rubber capital of the world where Goodyear was. And after World War II, they were making all this rubber, 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 so much pollution. And that's right yeah, here we go. Chicago Falls. Actually, it seems like most people enjoyed the conversation we were having. Woodworker yeah. Anand says, Tim and Jack, you seem to agree. Meritocracy, but not tyranny. Make as much money as you want. Buy whatever you want. Just not control over others. Our votes are all equal because all lives matter. Oh, Ian and the fat. Oh, Ian. And the Fed, bro. You see someone suing the Fed? I'm going to get <laughs> yeah, the guy's name. That. Support this guy. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of people saying something similar that, you know. All right. Richard Cranium says, Tim, you and Jack have a problem. I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ resolves it for real, though. Thanks to Tim and crew for all you do. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Brony Ninja says, can I get a shout out for Desolator Magic, my favorite channel that rants about Magic the Gathering, which is with as much fervor as y'all do about the left. Nice. We did have a rant about Magic the Gathering last week. And we could have many, many more. Sure. Yeah, because so uh, the, it's, it's, a, it's a card game. It's a strategy game. I'm sure you're familiar. <laughs> Only because I've come up here right. every other week. You you'll, 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 you'll appreciate what I'm going to say. <laughs> Wokeness has come into the game. Yes. And what's happened is they're trying to attract the lowest common denominator participation tro trophy players. So they're removing skill from the game and making everything ridiculous. OP cards. Right. Yeah. It's not fun to play anymore for people who want to challenge. But if you're somebody who doesn't want competition and doesn't want to challenge and you want to look at pretty angels, well, I guess non-binary angels or whatever, <laughs> then you will play and be like, I'm going to play the 2020 for three manas, and then they're going to be like, I'm going to play my 2020. You win. Oh, gee. Lame. Can't you just not incorporate these new cards into the game? Yeah, you can. You yeah. can play with older formats. It, you, yeah, there's older formats, but then it gets really ridiculous when like we try, we, we're, we're, we play Commander for the most part. It's a format that incorporates like almost every set, and there's a ban list of things that are ridiculous. But there's just still too many. Yeah, we had to make a, a special house ban list because I would play Armageddon, which would destroy everyone's land, which is your way of using... And they all want to quit. Adam and Tim Basically, like, what would I'm happen done is, with you. Dude, I'm but that's an lame. old card. Basically, what would happen yeah, is there's some new cards where it's powerful. like, what did you play? All right. And they would scoop our cards and put them yep. away because it's like, listen, we have, we, here's the way I explain it. If I've only got an hour every day for recreation and I'm either going to exercise my, my body or my mind, I don't want to sit at, sit at a table where I literally do nothing for an hour. I'd rather just play a strategy game on my computer than sit here with some ridiculous nonsense card. It that feels like you're rolling dice, like whoever, because if he gets the mana crypt for, on turn one, it's basically game over for me. I'm, I've got a 7% yep, chance every of winning. Time. There's, there's just ridiculous. It's just, it's because, but the but video, also old card though, old card. Yeah, but a $200 card. The, the clip we did had as, almost as many views as a show. Like it's so popular. Yeah, it such like a market. Thousand views. The on this gaming clip market. We talked about it. We should do a gaming. One channel. of our biggest segments ever. I mean, if you want to make real money on YouTube, apparently you should just open up boxes to gifts or like things oh, like yeah. that. Minecraft like videos. Yeah. All right, Ricardo Gomez says first ever super chat. Love what your team is doing. Have you considered bringing in gothics? I think you'd have an interesting conversation. Not familiar with gothics. Hey, I wanted to shout out George Gammon, who's suing the Federal Reserve. Hey, he made a go. YouTube yeah. video about it, and I advise everyone to go check it out. Man, we got too many super chats. Yikes. Yes. All right. 
I'll read just two more because they're, they're, they're pretty big ones. Charlie says, LOL, yes, Tim. Two years later, they signed the thing. And then 250 years later, the great Tim came along to leave his great <laughs> words to all of us. Thank you, Tim, for the scoff and your kind words. I know. I was trying to make a joke about it. The they thing. signed the thing. <laughs> Some no. people did something. You know yeah. what I mean? All right, here we are. <laughs> here we are. It's just yada, yada, yada. Did you yada, yada, yada revolution? Yeah, maybe. James Moaning says, apologies on the retraction. I didn't want to give bad facts. I live in downtown Minneapolis. The trial today was big. Will Chamberlain had a good breakdown. You, Ian, yeah, Jack, Lids are great. All right. So um, if you haven't already, go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a bonus segment coming up for all of y'all. And a uh, new website will be launching very soon. I have a meeting tomorrow, and we may be ready to launch Friday. The reason it's delayed is because we want to make sure when we launch the new site, the people who are members are not in any way impacted because it would be a disaster if there's any kind of bug in that capacity. So we're trying to... You know, but new set's going to be up. We're going to bring on some writers. We're already interviewing people. We've already got some new people starting. It's going to be it's going to be huge. It's going to be the best. Everybody agrees. <laughs> so go to TimGuest.com, become a member, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel. We are so close to breaking one million Please. subscribers. So uh, if you want to help out, share with your friends, tell them to subscribe to the show and uh, hit that notification bell. The show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. You can follow me, Tim Pool, across the board at TimCast. And my other YouTube channels are youtube.com slash TimCast, youtube.com slash TimCastNews. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. And Jack, you've got a bunch of stuff. All the things that Tim just said about YouTube channels, please do that to mine as well. <laughs> Jack Murphy live, trying to grow that sucker. New videos every day. Big interview coming up on Friday. Michael Anton and Curtis Yarvin debating the current state of politics and the future. It's going to be awesome. Also, if you're interested in anything I talked about relating to masculinity, sovereignty, or brotherhood, come check out the Liminal Order. It is our private all-men's community. It is liminal-order.com. And of course, everywhere else across the internet, Jack Murphy Live. I planned it just like that. Ian. What about you, buddy? Jack Murphy in the house. I, I just want to give a shout out to Jack Murphy, oh, who I love. Best. You know I love you, Jack. I love you, too. I always man. love having you here. It's one of my favorites. It's my best. My, my okay, best that's enough. Here. Enough from you. <laughs> Fine. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. And you at home, you, thank you. Check out my website, iancrossland.net. Tim pointed at my cup to remind me. I think it was my cup. No, because you were to knock it over. Oh, sorry about <laughs> yeah, that. <still> good. <laughs> yeah, do whatever. But uh, hit me up on iancrossland.net if you want to see all my social networks. You can get me from there. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. It's hard to top Ian after that one. That was great. I really, really, really wanted a million uh, subscribers for Christmas. Did not get that. That was all I wanted for Christmas. For Easter. <sighs> for Easter. Please, you guys. I love you all, and I really appreciate your subscription. I'm Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter if you want to follow me there. Thank all you, right. Lydia. We've got a very serious bonus segment coming up. It's about a very serious tragedy, and we're going to get really serious about it. Right. So go to TimCast.com, and uh, that should be up in just about an hour, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys.